You don't want me to talk about perfume. I can talk your fucking ear off about perfume. <laughs> I did some bubblegum pink last night. Look at that. Super blue pink. It's all those little lips. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I just don't know. So when was your first uh, gallery appearance? Said There's a poster actually in that painting. See the like macaroni and cheese orange hand? Yeah. It's one of my big posters. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, it's uh it's, I think you can see you can see North High Street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was on fucking High Street. Gallery hop. I had these big studs out on the, in the middle of my gallery. Like I was like, just wear like tight underwear or something. So I painted like the American flag on one of them and they were hilarious. I'm like, I need to hire two beefcakes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Aesthetics, please. <laughs> so did you do shows when you were in college, or did you just do them afterwards? I did one. I did one really close to, no, it wasn't super close to SA, but it was like kind of downtown Dayton. Mm-hmm. And at that time, his name was Shannon Thomas. And, uh... For Ambition was his company. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I, uh, I was uh, cleaning screens for him, and he let me print these shirts. I might actually have one. They were really fucking cool. I had uh, there was just shirts with, the, uh, with a big blue X, and the other one had a big red uh, O, like tic-tac-toe. Uh-huh. I just wanted to see who would buy what, so then like teams would start forming. Like It was like one team had more um, shirts than the other. It was funny. Mess with people. It's been recording the whole time. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I felt kind of bad when we left because we were talking in the car and we're like, he probably picked out that shirt just for this. Oh, hell no. no it's, either, it's, like, it's either a t shirt or a toucan shirt. I love the toucan shirt. But now that I got that computer, I'm gonna try and get like digital stuff up. So I have to like, there's a giant box of sketchbooks somewhere in this house. Have you been doing design work? Um, 
No, because like when I fell out of like graphic design, it's because like I was doing, I was cutting out folders, like, excuse me, like folders you use in school, like me. And I mean, it was just, I just wasn't into it. Like I need to actually do something. So I don't think I've done, I, I mean, I do illustrating stuff on the computer, but that's it. Right. But yeah, my friend makes patches since I'm trying to design like, I don't know, six of them and print them off. Got my alias name on it. It's just, is it still sold? It's or? still sold. That thing is, and I, like, everyone's like, you need to change, you need to change your name. And I, and I was like, all right. I've tried for like four years and I can't let go of it. Really? Yeah. That's oh, that's probably like a fucking spectacle. Isn't it weird? Well, like, what is that? 
still figuring out like why am I gay? Why? What is this? But that was before I was like, why does it matter? <laughs> why am I wasting my time on this? Thinking about stuff like that. That's how uh, Andrew Clark was. He was telling me all his stuff. He was like a more super religious family. I think he went back to being more passionate about that, which that's cool. I had a huge, I had a long ass talk with him out front of a Starbucks about because I was in NA for Narcotics Anonymous and stuff, and I was like, "All right, man, like there's a part in this whole situation where I have to find a higher power." And I've never been about that, and I was like, "I know you're super passionate about that." So I was like, "So like, how did you like create that in your head?" Or, my dad raised me Catholic, but like I failed out because I was like I was just a kid being I'm like, why do I have to go for an hour to this place? It's boring as shit, and listen to like all these hymns and stuff, and right. sit up, sit down, sit up, sit down. <laughs> like I'm like, God, I didn't get it, and I was just like, it was, that was kind of for me, and I hope I'm not like offending you guys. It's like it was kind of Santa Claus thing when I found out. I was like, I was like, well, well then what else is real? Like, <laughs> like, um. So with him, he kind of, I don't know, he's like, you got to make it, make it yourself. It doesn't have to be separate from you. Um, so I guess I've never really been religious, but now I have a way more better aspect as to why people do have, like, higher power and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. When I was in NA, I was like, well, I guess my higher power is my art. It's the only thing I really know. And it's most, I don't know. I know I'm good at it. I just need to finish stuff. Because <laughs> it always hits this purgatory. I'm like, what is this? Um, it's just, it's maddening. Like, it's hard to come out after it's like eight hours on this and then go back to work normally. I'm like, I'm like looking at things in the corner of my eye and I see color and like light. I'm like trying to put things together, like puzzles. But that's how the lines are. Um, sorry, I'm like going all, all over the place. <laughs> how did you develop your style? Because it's kind of evolved into, I don't even know what to call it. This line shit didn't really blossom until uh, this piece came to life. And it's hard to like even backtrack on that because I, I really don't remember when it started, but this is the only one I can remember where I was like, I love this style, it's Klimt-esque. Um, but it's so like look it's it's insane like all the different colors and stuff um but it's so hard because like i'll change my mind i'll do like black lines going this way but it throws off the flow of it so i actually appreciate this part more but like there's currents in it it's weird like there you'll see start seeing flow and you're not even really going with that um, but this is where like that style came from and then the lines started getting bigger and then I just started using it more because see it's not really it's not really present in this that was from um, That was from like four years ago. Those lines aren't even in this. Right. Isn't that funny? So it's like it, it's a huge shift um, because when Where this one came from was when I was I was doing really bad um, I was doing really bad, but I was working See, and then like, um, this is from that time, and then this is Patrick changing his mind and starting on the other side of the piece. Um, this one's really cool. Um, yeah, I love that. I just, it, you know, there's, it, no, it's like a coloring book, like it's half colored. Um, this is from that time too. Uh, I lived in Old Town East above a pizza place, and 
I was working at Saks Fifth Avenue. I, uh, this is when I uh, kind of took off with my fragrancing stuff. I never thought you, you, someone would be able to make like a livable wage doing fragrancing. Um, but I had this, I lived in a living room basically, so it was massive. So I had all this room to like put all these things, pieces and set them anywhere. So it's like, you know, the sides for mixed media, the sides for line work. And, um, I just had so, I've never had so much space. And like, that's the first time where I combined like a studio and a living situation. Um, so when I was at that job, it was really stressful. And I was like, this is the first time I've ever had this kind of a wage. Like I was making, it was like $25 an hour. Um, selling perfume but like the thing was it's intense like like I said it's like selling cancer research that's basically what it was like you're on the phone all day but trying to make your sales so it's like you're on the phone trying to call someone you don't even fucking know and be like hey do you want to buy this $375 bottle of perfume like you would do that 20 times at the record everything fax it in I'm like this is driving me crazy I can't do this because I'm trying to you know get customers in the store on my side at my counter it's it's, it's a competition because I'm at it's like DP and Speedway so I had my counter here and then the really fancy line next to me. And it was always clashing. It's like, what about if you like this? No, I'll go over there and smell that. I'm like, fuck. And then like they would get the sale. And I wouldn't like, the people would always call me like, why are your numbers down? No, no, no. And like, I did this for eight or nine months. And I had that show on High Street coming up. And they weren't going to give me the weekend off for it. I'm like, I have worked so, I had 60 pieces. And... I was ready. I was ready. I had everything. It was, it was awesome. Everything was good to go. And they're like, no, you can't do it. So I walked out on that job. And I, like, all my money went to rent. Um, I had no money. So it was, it was all my, like, account was depleting. And, like, but I would stay inside for maybe weeks, like, in, like, eight or nine hours just doing this, like, cutting stuff out and gluing it. And I think it was because I was manic. I was terrified. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to do now. Like, because I was eventually going to have to go back to my parents' place. So it was like fear and all this, like, I, I, did, I just didn't even know what to do with myself. So I was like, well, all I know how to do is work. And so um, I, I built a wall of work around me. So a lot of the, these pieces are still from that time. They're just not done yet. Like, even in my closet in there, there's like probably 30 tucked up in there. Um, so now, this is Patrick. I was like, did you see that? It was like bouncing. I was like, don't do it. <laughs> this is Patrick uh, cleaning up the chaos he made in his manic and depressive stage. Um, yeah, there's a ton of stuff up there. Um, the light's really shitty though. But they had like, yeah, they're all tough. <laughs> there's even more. Um, like I said, I have a whole box of sketchbooks. I'm sitting, I like, if I just got my shit together, I'm sitting on a gold mine right now. Yeah. Um, I stick out really well in Columbus. Um, it's just like my motivation shit right now because it's, uh, it's just like kind of personal stuff. Um, it's, it's, but that, again, goes back to like the depression and stuff. A lot of my paintings are basically just like it's venting because you can't explain that shit. So, I've been really like, I've been trying to help people that struggle with that, but don't have that outlet opened up yet. Like, you yeah. can take the, can make it into something. It's super easy. Um, one of my coworkers from Starbucks said her daughter was having, like, anxiety and depression. She's 11. I was like, what? I was like, you still have, like, two years to enjoy being a kid and not, like, having to worry about anything. So I was like, it's like, I want to help. Like, can I 
like, was there anything I can do? And Rhee's so open. She's like, yeah, she's like, she would love that. So I've been, I've gone twice now. And um, I just teach her how to be creative. Like, it's not even painting. But uh, I, I brought, like, I don't know, like, three or four colors. And I bought her her own little, like, set of just, like, you know, it's just cheap little colors. Um, but I ha I've been having a blast with it because it's so funny how they, like, they're so shy at first, and then when you actually, even when you crack them, like, then they're just like, okay, what are we gonna do now? And like, they're trying to be all like Jackson Pollock and like flinging paint around, and I'm like, not in the house, let's let, okay, not, we'll do that another time. Um, but I had like five canvases. How did we do that again? It was like, I started painting, I was like, look, and I was like looking at her, I was like, I'm not, I don't care. I'm like, we're just putting color up there, and she's like, you know, still super shy. And so I made her, I was like, what's your favorite color? And so she made her favorite color, and I was like, all right. And I gave her a paintbrush, and I was like, I'm going to turn around, and you can destroy whatever I just did or add on to it. I don't care. And I let her do it for a couple seconds. So I, was like, I was like, all right, stop. And I, like, and then I turned around. I was like, all right, now. I was like, I'm just going to let you know nothing's precious. And she had, like, flower and kind of, like, all these little things going on. And so I destroyed it. I went, <laughs> I went over it. And I turned around, she actually laughed, and I was like, I was like, see, I was like, that's how you play this game. So we did that in the canvas a couple times. I think the second canvas was, I made her start, and then I added onto it, I showed her how to, like, uh, water down the paint, like, the coat's pretty cool, you can use it for a lot of stuff, like, you can make it look like watercolor. And then we had the third one, we did, um, we painted at the same time, the brushes right next to each other, like, because me, um, this one... My friend Nikki and I, there's a lot of, um, it's supposed to go lateral, Yeah. but her and I were all day, we just kind of like did our own thing, and it's so, I bet she's the only person right now that I can paint like that with, like right next to, and like we'll bump each other and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and it's super fun. I love collaborating. Um, we did that with that canvas, and then I think like the four, the last two we had, we still had like paint left over, so we took knives and just smooshed it onto the canvases, and I was like, that's called palette knife, like teaching all these little techniques, but the best part was when I went back the second time, the whole family was painting. It was so great. It was, oh, it was so funny. Her little sister's really good. Um, I don't think she's, like, too far into it yet. She's, she's like, she's going to have so much angst, I can tell. She'll be so angsty. Uh, Haley. Haley is her name. Who would you say your biggest influences were? Did you they kind of came along and kind of an order. Um, I found out about Warhol in high school. Um, we, I took like a, what was that? Uh, <clears throat> was it mixed media? I think it was like multimedia they called it or something. Mm -hmm. And we made our own silk screens and stuff and like we did the, the it's like the big stamps where you carve out, put yeah. the layers down and cover it more. Did that. Um, so Warhol was kind of in the back of my mind. Um, and a lot of my like format and layout, my paintings and stuff were very like they look like they could just easily be a print or like a silk yeah. screen. Um, and that was really it for a while. It was just kind of like, oh, Warhol was the like in my like in my little young world. I was like, Warhol was the coolest. Like he he did all this stuff. Um, I have horrible art history. I don't really read in too much into artists because um, actually reading makes me fall asleep too. So I <laughs> I don't ever read. Um, I'd rather listen. I love listening to Warhol talk and his like interviews and stuff. He's fascinating to me. Um, then came Basquiat, and I'm like, what? I, and that's when I was like, 
I think I had just entered that mode of like craziness <laughs> where I was like tapping into something where like I, I didn't I was just doing it I didn't even understand what was going on and then I found Boscat it was uh, it's called like the Radiant Child I think that's what the inter- the documentary is called it's so good it's so good I was like oh my god somebody I'm like I know what that is like I, I know that kind of work like I can do that um, there is like it's uh it's behind one of these. <laughs> um, I think it's like even that uh, one the American flag one with the crazy face on it kind of reminds me of him. I always feel like I can summon them like in my head. It's weird. Like I'm like I always imagine if I had artists in my head, they're all in chairs mm-hmm. and like they'll bark out like like that fucking sucks. Like change it. That's usually sounds like it'd be like Warhol or something. Like I hate it. Ew. Warhol would be so funny right now if we think about it. He would See that being like, always he would like that's I always feel like is like this is very like bossy out to me because it was really fast. That green's so good. I need to make that green again. But look at oh these are um <laughs> category papers. And even my <laughs> and my sister's like it's from my parents' house so there's still like answers on it. <laughs> yeah, their names and stuff. Um yeah, Krista. Frog legs? What the hell's wrong with you guys? Someone can't fucking spell monkey. <laughs> um, yeah, like we're, it's it, that's when I. This is kind of the stuff I want to get back into. So makes me because it look it says like Louise. It's from straight out of the board game, straight out of the categories. Um, <laughs> see, this is the why interviews are like really hard for me because I'm like my brain's going all over the place. Exactly what I want. So yeah, Basquiat, um, I loved his, uh, like, people were, like, stealing the doors off the sidewalks and stuff. They painted on this because, like, they finally figured out, like, who he was. Right. So he's painting on nothing. But what I pulled from Warhol is, like, his social life was just as extravagant as his artwork was. So, like, that's the biggest part, too, and a lot of people don't think about that. Um, but, I mean, that comes with character, like, how charismatic and outgoing are you? But I love talking to people, and if I hadn't, if I didn't have that much charisma as I do, like, I would, I probably wouldn't have come as far as I had, um, because, like, I mean, with the perfume, like, you, 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 I'm lucky to be passionate about it, but, like, you gotta, like, it's a bottle of juice, you don't need it, like, but, like, I don't know, when I put fragrances on, I feel like I'm, it's like spraying a persona or a mask on. Like, I'm, what I'm smelling makes me feel different. So that's why I think I'm so passionate about it. Not a lot of people at work get that. Um, I mean, I've actually brought my paintings into sex with them. Like, this is my newest piece. And talking about it and stuff, they are so mundane. They don't give a shit. They're so <laughs> mundane. Like, I look around, all the people are just like, what? I'm like, why? I'm like, you guys aren't excited about this? I'm like, I love, like... You take the perfume, you put it on, you pretend you're someone else, and then you paint as that person. It's just a really cool process. Um, they, just, they, don't, they don't get it. <laughs> so, um, at work, um, a lot of people think I'm bullshitting people all the time. They're like, he'll, he'll tell you anything. He thinks you smell good and everything. I'm like, no, like, I, I, I swear, you guys don't understand how excited I get about perfume. Like, I get, it, it's my, it's a huge part of my life. And so I'm at work, I kind of look like, a, I'm not like a clown. I do very well, but a lot of people just, um, I'm like, you guys don't get it. Like, I get home, I go home, I put more perfume on. Like, I don't stop here. Like, you guys kind of just, you know, you like your line or, like, you're passionate about it. But, like, I live my line. And it's weird. It's so weird because after I left my job the first time, I, I, I was devastated. I, like, so devastated. 
um, I'd have dreams about just going back to work and being in there because I love being surrounded by all this like yeah it's high end like overpriced handbags and stuff but some of them like it's just like you're wearing artwork or you're buying like your bag is artwork um, like 15 hands touched it to sew everything together and like the leather's from like far way far off at this like Italian like um, furrier a furrier is like it's those people that actually like they do all the little the, the real fur on your bag like the trimming stuff um there goes the train of thought. <laughs> um, anyway, devastation. Yes, uh, that's you know where all these were coming out of in that apartment. And I would love. Wait, I went to NA for uh, what was that movie? We're with uh, it's from Yellow Springs. Come on, Patrick. Freaking, it's not how high. It's not how high. Dave Chappelle. So movie with Dave Chappelle, he's at NA, and he goes up on, because the girlfriend's like, if you don't quit smoking marijuana, oh. I'm not going to date you. So he goes to NA for weed, and he gets, like, just made fun of the entire time. Like, you ever so cock for weed, and it's like, Bob Saget yelling yeah. at him shit? That's how I was at NA, because I was like, they're like, what are you here for? I was like, well, I'm just trying to quit smoking pot. And they'd be like, what? And they're like, I've been struggling with meth for four years, and here you are, like... <laughs> fucking, you can't stop smoking pot. And I was like, I never had a problem with pot. And then, so I was in that for about like four months, I think, four or five months. I met great people, and like, um, what they say is like, if you ever do that stuff to like, you, the first month you go, you know, try to hit as many meetings as you can. But shut up, shut up and listen. Like you don't, you've not been this as far and know the struggles as everybody else. And I learned that quick because like they go around the circle and you just kind of talk about yourself or something like that or talk about your day or like relate to a topic they've thrown out and um, some people would just go up there and talk and you're like shut up <laughs> shut up you're like why are you like they're just kind of and then I went to the gas station and they didn't have the M&M's that I wanted and blah, blah, blah. I'm like okay we're not we're not here for that not here for that. Like, there was all people like that, all sorts of but then people that had the craziest stories ever, like, shit that was, like, straight out of, like, I don't know, like, so crazy. Like, one lady, she would knit. Every, I always to see her at meeting, she would knit, and I, she never talked. I just happened to go to a meeting once where she did talk, and holy shit. <laughs> I don't know what she was on, but, like, she was having voices in her head telling her to kill her family and all this stuff, oh. and you would come, walk up to her. She is the nicest aura ever, but it was the drugs. It was the drugs fucking with her and stuff. Um, so the most I really did get out of that is, like, the perseverance you can have as a human with all that, even if, like, chemicals are involved or, like, you're struggling with addiction. Like, it's that perseverance because people have it. Um, and, you know, they're trying to... And people that... You know, all this heroin overdose stuff around here is getting crazier every year, but, like, I wish they could, like, I don't know, reach out and try that thing. And that's where the art comes along. Like, how can I help people like that? Like, maybe they just need an outlet. And, like, maybe I can help them build that outlet. Um, so that's why I kind of, I kind of, I don't know, every day when I kind of, like, why am I painting? Why am I even doing this? I guess it's kind of a goal in the back of my head is, like, to help people. Because um, I've been through hell in the back, too, because after N.A., um, this is probably like a week and a half, two, no, it's probably, I probably had three weeks left in my place before I was going back to my parents' house, I couldn't afford it anymore, and, um, previously, even, like, for years, I've been trying to find something to level out my depression and stuff, uh, this is before I knew it was the anxiety that was causing everything, so I was on SSRIs, which those are the medications that will, um, you know, they, I can't, I don't know if they block a receptor or they add more to a receptor, 
Uh, but that you can look at your bottle and it may cause suicidal thoughts. And I'm like, is that what we're like trying to avoid here in the first place? <laughs> um, yeah, like so. Even the years before that, like in, around Dayton, um, I probably started taking medication like my first year at SAA. So uh, yeah, but I think I tried Lexapro the first time, and that was just messing with my dreams and stuff, and I didn't really even feel it. Um, and then I went to like some shady ass place in Dayton. It used to be my old dentist building, which is funny. Um, but this dude gave me, he diagnosed me as like bipolar mm-hmm. and gave me just a giant bottle. Of, what was that? Um, it, I can't remember what it was. Giant bottle. You're supposed to do blood work with that when you take it. And um, totally didn't. Just gave me the bottle. <laughs> take one of these a day. Um, and then, like, my brain started falling apart. Like, I couldn't control the depression, and I was getting worse. And um, I kind of fell in and out of that. Um, I had a bad episode. Um, I took a ton of just medicine and went to bed with it and woke up, like, throwing up. And it was, like, the worst feeling I've ever felt in my life. Like, when you, like, it was just hollow. Um, and it was really weird because my parents, we didn't, we was kind of, like, oh, shit, like, what do you, what do we do? We didn't really go to the hospital or anything like that. Um, but my dad checked me into a place. Um, so this is, sorry, this is probably 2000 and, 2010, 2010 or 2011. It's right after I graduated. Um, and this place was crazy. Like, it was, um, you feel bad. It was like people there who have been there for a while. And here I am, like, just, like, you know, like, trying to kill myself. But I'm still, I'm not, like, I'm still here. Like, I'm still here. Yeah. And so you're in this building with people, like, going up and down. It was, like, have you seen, like, um, Girl Interrupted before? Um, have you seen that? You should watch it. It's pretty cool. Um, if anyone hears that, they're probably like, shut the fuck up, Patrick. <laughs> but um, it, it's not an asylum, but basically, like, you have your own room, you go in and out. I never left, and it was so hard to sleep because I didn't want to leave because, like, it was scary. So scary. I was there for maybe a, two days, and thank God my dad got me out. So that was my first encounter with that. Um, and, you know, so we're going to fast forward about three or four years, I'm still struggling with this. I have no balance. I don't find, I haven't been on the medication that really helps me. Um, I have no money <laughs> and I'm not paying medical bills. I can't go to the doctor without go, like being made in fear of like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble because I don't have any money and I'm asking for medication. But luckily in NA, a guy was taking the same medication I was and was like, this is the same milligrams. He, and he works in that field too. He's like a, um, he works in uh, mental health stuff. He's like, it's the same, same um, prescription and everything like that. He's like, you can, you can have this. So I was like, all right, why don't you take it? And he's like, because I have so much of it. Um, so I had, I had about two bottles of that stuff, and um, nothing was helping. And it was, it was really bad. I remember I went, went downtown real quick to do something. I came back home, and I'm like, oh, shit, like I have two weeks until I'm back home with my parents. My dad hates my painting. Not the paintings, but the process. He's like, don't get paint on anything. Like, I will kill you. Um, so I was like, well, I'm going to be trapped. Like, uh, there's nothing in Fairborn for me. Like, um, I have friends there, but, like, job-wise, like, I can't 
sell perfume there and like you know I fell out of that I'm like I can never go back to sax I can never go back to doing that and I loved it um so those two bottles that he had I remember I was just like I was I was done I was so done I was it's like another level of lost where I already have like existential problems anyway so I'm like you know so like why does anything this is me speaking from the sad Patrick but I was just like why does it matter why does like I can I'm writing this story so I can make any decisions I want to I'm like and I'm fucking done with this chapter and so uh, I took all those I took both bottles of all that medication and um, smoked smoked a bowl and laid down and went to bed and I thought that was going to be it and no one no one was home I, I promise anyone I ever tell the story to no one was home when I did that and then I remember waking up with a breathing tube in. Um, I was hooked up, like, and my mom was like, they had to like put you on a respirator, like, to keep you alive because you had so many, so much chemicals in you. Um, and so that was the big reality check. And you know, everyone always talks about like experiences, like, what did you feel at that point? And when. I was still, like, kind of, it wasn't a dream. It felt like, you know, I was, it probably was. It was me almost dreaming, but I remember when I um, kind of felt like I was like, all right, you did it. This is it. Um, I had gotten up, and I tried to make myself go up to the bathroom, but, like, this was locked. Like, nothing was coming out. So I was like, it was the weirdest feeling to just be like, well, let's see what happens next kind of thing. And then I laid down, and, and then again, like, um, that feeling, I remember just envision it was this like room of boxes and like this person was there this isn't what she I can't say it's not what she looked like but um it was this lady or something like just sitting around all these boxes and telling me to like open each one so I was opening all these boxes when I would open the box it was like I would have this moment of like it was almost like another whole storyline like that I never even experienced and I kept closing the boxes and um then it would starting to break up and I don't remember much from it but I opened one last box and then I remember like the lady being next to me when I opened it and then when I woke up that's when I had the feeding tubes and stuff it was so fucking weird it was so fucking weird um but the story with her is um and what adds on to that existential stuff like when I started like kind of losing <laughs> losing faith and like just, you know, life in general. Mm -hmm. uh, my best friend passed away probably in 2000 2012. And that's... Um, I was, you know... It sucked. Um, I paint her all the time. She's everywhere. Um, out of nowhere, too. It's kind of like a Oregon Trail death, like pneumonia. I paint... Like, that's the first one I ever did with her. And then... Um, yeah, it's cool. Like, we found, like, the perfect bleeding heart on um, Yellow Springs, and it's, like, the way they cured in is really cool. That probably fucked me up the most, and I was obsessed with death. I was just like, what happens? Like, like there's, like, what happens? And for years, and, like, I, I just found the book, I would write crazy shit just, like, thinking about it over and over and over and over and over again. And I was going crazy just thinking about it. Like, where'd she go? Like, I know she's not, like... I know stories don't stop, but, like, when she left, it was like the biggest light went out. And I remember, I, my sister called me at work, and she was like, 
when do you get home? When do you get home? Like, that's really weird to ask. Previously, that before that phone call, um, I had known that she had gone into the hospital because she was doing really bad. My friend Nikki was like, hey, Amelia's in the hospital um, with pneumonia. We don't know what's going on, and I'll keep you updated. And uh, I got home, and my mom kind of just said, hey, Amelia passed away, and, like, there was no sound. Like, I sat on the edge of my bed, and my roommate, and Andrew Mesher, he knew her. And he already knew. When I got home, and he kind of, I remember him kind of, we made eye contact, and I went in my room, and, and then, like, he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I just need to go. So I, I, I walked for around for, like, two hours, and I was so fucking mad. I was just so mad, because, like, even her mom was super religious, like, super religious. Like, this woman played the harp for, like, these all these churches, this amazing harp. Um, and I was like, that's not fair to, like, someone that's faithful like that to just spit on them like that. And that's when I, like, completely, I'm like, I'm like, no one's watching out for us. And it got dark. Like, I was so dark. Um, constantly thinking about, like, what happens next. Like, can I go, like, if I leave, will I find her? Um, and... I think it's just, it's hard when you know someone that's so, like, unique, and just, like, a bright beacon of just, like, it just makes you feel good, that's who she was, and it's just, like, shut off, so it's, like, it's almost like Mario the Princess Peach dies, that's basically what it was, like, that's basically who she was, um, but after my, like, close call, like, when I almost killed myself, um, I came back, and I'm just, like, like, we're, it's not that we're not being looked out for, I mean, we're organisms on a planet that is basically a giant organism, there's gonna be chaos and shit, and no one's gonna get along, but you can be, like, you can be a good source of, I don't know, energy, and, like, you can make people feel good, like, I pushed a, I pushed a dude, a big dude, <laughs> down the street in a wheelchair yesterday, it was, like, kind of, like, right after you guys left, but I was just, like, I just want to help out people, like, I was so sad, even, you know, I still have my days where I get, I'm just miserable, but, like, that's why it's so funny, is, like, I'm miserable and I'm painting sometimes, but look how colorful they are, it's funny, it's like I'm trying to force myself to counter it, um, you know, and I think about her all the time and how happy she was, and she made me laugh so hard. I would always, I was, oh, like, I have videos on that MacBook that are so fucking funny. Um, we were just like that goofy, like, um, constantly laughing. And I think with her, after we had come, we, I remember we, we used to talk about what we want to do, and I was like, we should have our own sitcom, like, we can make some funny shit. Um, I've been doing stand-up, because, because, like, the... I've done it twice now, so I can't say I'm like, oh, I'm not doing it now, but my friends are like, just go and do it, suck, go on stage and suck if you can, and, um, I don't know, I just kind of think of her as, like, how she made me laugh, and it's just, like, I'm trying to just reach out all my tentacles, it's like, what can I do to, like, utilize what I have, like, charisma, creativity, um, I guess, a sense of humor, it's kind of sick sometimes, but, um, that's kind of like what I've been up to is um, scaring myself out of being scared of the world, I guess. 
Because when you go up on stage, you have full control over the audience. Like, you have to make them laugh or something. Um, and I felt like that would be one of the most terrifying things for me to do, but at the same time know that I, I could do it. Like, if I, I, you know, if I do suck, I could, you know, I could do it to turn around. Um, I'm going to try slam poetry soon. Uh, I write a lot. Um, you know, I paint, but I love all mediums. Like, there's so much I want to do. Um... Yeah, remember when you said, what if you didn't hit the record button? <laughs> <laughs> like, no! Um, so, yeah, uh, even with the, like, when I was talking about my friend makes patches, uh, I don't know where the dude just picked up. Uh, well, it's two gay guys, um, so they have, like, that double income. They can, you know, they can afford what they want to do if they want to do it. And he bought a sewing machine and just started making these patches, and out of the boom, took off, and like just opened his Etsy, and it's, it's he does really well. I was like, that's all it is. So I opened an Etsy for a minute, and even like I wasn't charging right for the shipping, so like there's still like three pieces here. I'm sorry, Mark, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming to New York. Um, it, it's probably gonna be a good dollar to send that out, uh, but that needs to go. And Carly, I'm sorry, that one's coming too. Carly, your painting's coming. Um, they know, they're pretty, I grew up with Carly, and then Mark knows me too, so it's like, Mark's cool, he's like, honey, whatever makes you money, he's like, I, I'll, I know I'll get it soon. Um, if I can get the Etsy back up, my revenue in the month was like six, almost 700 $800, so I did pretty well, and this was out of my parents' house when I moved back there, I was in my bedroom, People are always like, your comfort is sketchy. I'm like, no, I had paint on, paintings on my bed, and all, like, it was like this, but, excuse me, in a way smaller area. Um, so, I mean, I did that, and my friend now that has his Etsy, he's like, we need to get you up, we're going to do this, this, this. So, I don't know, I just, you know, I just do the work, and the people I meet along the way, like, it's funny how it just kind of happens out, like, things work for you. Um, I have a lot of support. People are always like, when's your next show? I'm like, always, when's your next show? And When is your next show? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I try to get out in the artist community around here, but it's it's kind of it's a little clicky. Um, you know, I'm used to the here, let me pull that up for you. I'm used to like going to parties with my friends and like I've never had to ghost on anything, but like I, I've been ghosting a lot, and usually, like, if someone leaves at one of my friends' parties, you get a text, like, hey, where'd you go? Like, what? You, you left. Right. And I've been to several of these parties, it's not like that. Like, you leave and no one gives a shit. So I'm, like, kind of like, maybe I just need to find a smaller group of people instead of trying to go out at large and find all the... And, they're, you know, everyone's a character, especially artists. Like, everyone's so unique. And, um, you know, there's AJ Vanderbilt. I love her. Love her to death. There's... Um, Dana Harper, awesome, awesome artist. A lot, a lot of uh, women's rights movements. Um, she's really into that. Uh, just feminism in general, too. I love her. Um, Christopher Burke, have you seen his stuff? It's like you took a picture with your cell phone. And I was like, I'm going to fuck with you one day. I'm just going to take a picture of like anything outside and then post on Facebook and be like, just bought my new first <laughs> Christopher Burke. Because <laughs> like, ooh, watch that fan, yo. You know, let's chop that. Mm -hmm. um, I, he, people like that. He's an awesome realist. And there's uh, Cody Heichel. Uh, did I, I hope I said your last name right. Um, <laughs> his, what, he taught me the bits. He, what bits are. Like, let me see on this painting what a bit would be. Um, 
I think that, like, the, these are actually, it's funny, this is just made of bits, but, like, he told me, like, the little, like, because I focus down on his painting, it's so beautiful, I focused on one spot, like, I love this, what is that? I'm like, it looks like a Dorito, and he goes, it's the bits, you gotta have the bits. Um, Brian Rowell, uh, he's a, another gay uh, friend of mine, uh, great artist, like, out, it's almost like outsider art, but it's, it's, uh, it's got this poetry to it that's so, um, it's mis- so mysterious, that guy is such a enigma to me, but he works so hard. I just went to one of his shows. Lorenzo Doyle. Oh, God. I want to be that kid's friend so bad, but he never texts me. <laughs> I don't really text him either, so I can't bitch. But he's a musician, and then here comes the music part. I've been trying to sing more. I had a dude come over here, and we played for about seven or eight hours. I was telling him, I'm like, I'm not really here to hook up or anything. I was like, I'm just, I just kind of want to start like a gay band. But I love punk stuff, so I don't like it. Yeah. A lot of them are on piano and like all that shit. I'm just, I don't I, like. I love like with me. I'm not classically trained at all, but I have such a great pre- appreciation for music that I've just been singing like on my own for like five or six years. And when I had him over, that was the first time someone was like, "Give me feedback." I'm like, "Voice," and I'm like, you know, some people are like, "Oh, you have a pretty good voice. Try singing." And, um, it was so cool. Like it, I improv the entire thing, and he's a jazz musician. I don't fucking listen to jazz. <laughs> and so um, I, that's another technical I'm reaching out. My best friend, not a best friend, a, a longtime friend from Dayton, is moving here in October, and he's in a band. So I was like, oh, maybe I could reach out to him. Like someone that's more like that wants to do it more. Even Anna next door place. We were out, we've been out there once with my best friend Shelly. We all three of us were just playing guitars. It was fun. Um, it's just like I think I, I don't ever really think how elaborate like how it's almost whimsical how my, whimsical my life is I don't really even pay attention to it I just kind of go with it but like some people be like holy shit because like, even the romance stuff you don't even want to know about that <laughs> that's, that's another really funny story um, I think that's when the sketchbooks would come in handy is because that's where they're so intimate. It's so cool. Like, the line work is just... Yeah, sometimes I'm like, Jesus, I did that. Um, I think that's the route I want to go with more illustration. Instead of, like, once I get this done, like, because to me, I look at this as this chaos to me. Except that. But then the chaos is, like, in the... Because I love painting like that. Like, I love that face. Like, it's it's just muddy. I do the face, go over it. Do the face a little bit more. Go over that. And, like, it's constant. Like, like with this, it's all destruction and recreate creating that uh, chaos into something else. There's no end process. I have no plan with any of these. So that's when it, that's when it gets hard. And it's funny because a lot of them, there's, it all revolves around a character almost every time. Like there's always a figure or something. So I don't know what that is yet. Um, <laughs> like I, I like, I've been like even people around here, that's Michael Potty Mouth. That's Potty Mouth. If you don't know who the hell Potty Mouth is, he's an awesome underground like, I love his underground scene. He has drag like nobody else. It's so avant-garde. And I, like, obsess with this kid. I do paint. I've sold probably two or three paintings just inspired by him. Um, he, uh, when I met him online, and I was seeing his stuff, I was like, dude, like, I've never seen this kind of stuff before, like, um, in Columbus. Where are you doing it? And I went out and I saw one of his shows and met up with him, and that kid's aura is like a fucking, like, it's like a beam right at you, and you're like, Jesus, like his presence and posture and everything. I'm like, he's, he's just a beautiful guy. Um, 
and potty mouth fits into a T because that dude will talk shit within a radius of 12 foot of somebody <laughs> and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. like you, telling you about them. I'm like, potty, they can hear us. They're staring at you like right there. And that's, uh, the kid makes me laugh so hard. Uh, but he's an artist too. He actually is backing off from last time I talked to him. He's backing off to like design more clothing because that's what he's about. He's like about the look, like what, um, I think, he trying, I think he wants to go back more into this, because his mixed media stuff's cool, too. He'll do collaging and cut that out and paint. It's beautiful stuff. So I'm like, he, I'm like you're just as, like, talented, like, as just, like, even a painter um, instead of a performer. But I guess two, two and two go in hand with him, because he has the music, the, the aesthetics and everything. Um, I think I think I wish I could be I don't know I always try to if I were a drag queen or if I ever did drag it would be like his um, where it's like you're you're basically just art you're not even drag you're just like a a moving sculpture I don't know <laughs> God I feel like I've gone on like a million tangents I'm surprised you haven't done drag I uh, I had him put me in drag once um, and that is heavy makeup. Dude, how do you fucking do this for like even an hour? I'm like, get it off of me. I looked like I fell out of a uh, a flapper, like an old flapper movie, <laughs> like a little black and white movie. I had like, and I had a little beauty mark too. It was funny. I think if I did drag it, would be more androgynous. I'm like, I'm not fucking putting foundation on. I'm new, new. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted. I don't know. I have my own kind of ideas of what I would do. They would have a name. My name is the best name. It's Estee Slaughter. <laughs> yes. I think it's because I, I love my cosmetics background. <laughs> um, How do you even spell that? It would be like Estee, like the like the makeup, like E-S-T-E-E, and then Slaughter. Because well, it's just adding S on the Estee Lauder. <laughs> if there's if you have any other questions, throw them at me. I'm kind of bullshit. You might even have to like go back and like repeat stuff. I don't even know. Well, there's no chronological order. <laughs> oh, I got sweaty. That's when you know you're doing work. Hmm? That's when you know you're doing work. I know. Ditch this. I'm just going to show off my sweat pit stains to the world. I <laughs> <laughs> love how you have just random, so much random stuff just tucked away. <laughs> I like to look at them, but that's why the Picasso's hanging out there. Um, I think, like, and it's funny, there's, I found a piece that kind of shot me into this hole of, like, I don't want to fucking go out anymore, I don't want to fucking talk to anybody in the art, art world. Come on, you guys, get together. <laughs> It's that one right in the middle of the fireplace. That thing's fucking stupid. Ugh. That's this is like this is like the max at like that's taking this and blowing it up to like a medium size. This is even like large, but like it, it's like hyper iridescent, so it's got all these different colors on it and stuff. And they were, I wanted to see how much metallic I could use with that. With like, I don't know. I wanted to go as obnoxious as I could with the metallics, but it's beautiful when the light hits it. Um, but I was supposed to turn this into a show, and I'm looking at it, I'm like this is not done. I'm like, what? I don't even know what I'm like, what my process is anymore. That's why I fell out after I lost that show. Like even people are encouraging me, like you need to reach out and do a show. And I'm so glad you actually reached out to me because it's kind of like a fire in my ass. But I'm like, 
know. It's just I don't know where the motivation went. Um, but I mean, I still paint. It doesn't matter. Like some people could just sit around and be a useless piece of crap and just binge watch Game of Thrones for five or six days and then not do anything. But um, I guess I'm a uh... <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I would not mean to offend. <laughs> my neighbor, she's been pissing me off. I'm like, come out the porch and watch a game with those. I'm like, fuck your Game of Thrones. Don't love me. Um, my sister is really like, she's the addict in my family. She's uh, not, and she was in jail, but now she's in a, um, it's like a rehabilitation program. Like, you can leave whenever you want. Yeah. Um, and in that, in that ass, I'm trying to think. With her addiction, you know, it was more like coke. She was using meth, um, opiates. I think she had she she had a the surgery to just get your tubes tied. She already had three kids, and so she was done. And the pain that sh- they gave her, she got hooked on them. And so for about three, two, or th- it only took maybe two years for her to really fall out. Um, it was terrible, and that's when I, uh, that's when it was. My family got hit by a, like a hailstorm because when she fell into her addiction, I had just came out of the hospital for my attempt, and uh, my dad still didn't know that I quit my job. Cause my dad's super, like I said, like he's very like intense, um, has his head on super straight. I had to open up with that, but with her, like, I drink and I smoke and stuff, but I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm still, like, make, doing something. Yeah. Her, it was always like, what's the next thing I can get? And, like, stealing meds from her neighbors and stuff, and, I mean, as long as you can, if you can control your vices and you're doing something with yourself, then, like, I don't know, tell, you can tell people to back the fuck off, I guess. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I think I'm coming to that point where it's like, I need to control those a little bit more, but still use them almost as like a weapon. Cause like, if you can change your set of mind sometimes, like your artwork will change because it is, it's life, it's a life balance. Like you're, however well your life is going, I always kind of think your art feeds off of that. Or, and it, but it sucks, it does, there's no like right or wrong because your life could be super shitty like mine was, but I was making some fucking cool work. But then like, it, I'm always scared, I'm like, well if I, you know, you know, can get a little bit more of a healthier uh, life, will my artwork still have that edge to it, or will I lose that? Yeah. So, I'm at that point where I'm at a crossroads right now where I'm like, so, like, you've been on this road for a while, and you know, I think it's kind of gotten stale where I don't know like what's coming into fruition so it's like, well, I don't know what, what do my psychiatrist say? He's like, think of yourself as like a room with an old carpet underneath, and you're pulling up the carpet, and there's this beautiful wood floor underneath. He's like, what is Patrick without all, like, the substances and all this? And so the sobriety idea has been, like, coming into my head, and I'm like, the, half, the other half of me is like, fuck that. <laughs> but then again, I'm like, well, what could happen, like, I don't know who I am like that. It's been about like nine, ten years since I, you know, I drank. I think I started drinking when I was like seventeen, and I started smoking when I was probably eighteen or nineteen. Um, you know, it's and it's been pretty steady for almost like a decade. So like I'm gonna be twenty eight next year. So 
I still like paint. I think I put a lot of. I kind of vexate my worrying about that into those pieces now. So I don't think maybe maybe I, just, I haven't like hit a standstill. Maybe it's just like I'm at a like a changing point. Um, it's just because like I've met a lot of people now, and it's like it's cool to see them have their shit together, and it's like. My main goal would and it'd be lovely is to get all, all this out of my house, turn this into a living room, and then have a stu separate studio to work. Because it's like I'm waking up and it's just like, you know, it's like your kids. So it's like, but 70 of them staring at you like, what do you want me to do with you? Like, I look at you every day. Um, it's just all about, I don't know, you write your own story. Like, I feel like I need to do a plot change or like add something to it. I want to leave, I want to stay in the planet with my presence at some point. And I promised I would get a portrait of Amelia to France. She was obsessed with Paris. And it's cool, it's almost like that's my superpower. Art is like my superpower. Um, I mean, I'm not the biggest dude, and I always got like, fun of for that in high school, like, like you're so small and tiny, and I tried sports, and I, I was just wasn't athletic enough. Um, but as soon as I locked into this, I was like, oh hell yeah! It's like, and then I found out, you know, with music, I was like, I can, I can kind of sing too. And then uh, I'd write poetry, and my friends were like, I like that. And I'm like, I can fucking write poetry too. And. Um, can't dance yet. Um, <laughs> uh, surely can't dance yet. I but I remember YMCA back. The Indian, Native American outfit. You don't, what? You don't remember that, do you? Your Halloween costume was like a Native American in SAA's costume. Oh, oh yeah. And then I, uh, Andrew Mesher has a painting inspired by <laughs> really? Yeah, totally. Gave it to him for his birthday. Him and I used to be super tight. It was low key because I had a crush on him, and at one point we did collide like that. And he was like, "Now he's like, I just gonna be flat out. I'm not like that, but I don't want to destroy this friendship." And you know that rolled over. It took it took about a good year. It's kind of awkward at first, but um, those are the kind of people I like. You know, you can you can have that kind of talk. Here. It doesn't matter. He's like that. I mean, and I feel bad we're kind of like separated, but he, he's a cool guy. Manchester's great. He loves. He, he loves love. <laughs> that kid's a hopeless romantic. But I think he's got a really cute girl now. So I'm like, dude, where have you been? Because he plays folk music. He's really good. Uh, he's kind of like a. I don't know. Say, it's not John Mayer, but uh, the way he plays is really rhythmic. Uh, we used to jam. I, I, when I, it was Jordan Catterheimer. That guy could sing, and he still can. He can still. He sings really well. And I was like, damn, he sings so much better than me. Uh, he would jam with Andrew, and they'd sing. I'm like, I want to do that. You should have seen me when I uh, I played the guitar for a minute, and <laughs> it was the, probably the first time I met Andrew. I went over to his house. And I started playing guitar. I was like, so I'm kind of thinking about this sound, and to this day, I still suck at guitar. I didn't have any control over my voice. I remember I was trying to belt something, and I grabbed his pillow and I sang into the pillow so I wouldn't shout in the house. It was so awkward. I was so awkward. 
But he still became my best friend, so I was like, okay, I can be an idiot, and this kid's still kind of cool with me. Um, <laughs> Andrew Clark, um, it was, I did this book, this book cover, and it got a, a little bit of a recognition, and it, it was like the, the, the first time Andrew and I like hung out, so it was me and Mesher, and then Andrew Clark, and he was photographing us on this mattress. And it was it was a gay book, so it was Mesher and me like shirtless, <laughs> and Andrew Clark standing in a chair like this over us on a mattress and photographing us like that. And um, it was so funny. We went through all that shit. What did I use? I used the hands. I didn't use anything. So I had all these like pictures I never even fucking used, and I just used the hands out of that whole entire photo shoot. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I was actually kind of more into like. Um, Making sure, like, I, at any point I could kind of celebrate my sexuality at SAA in a project, I would. Right. Uh, but it was always, like, the website shit that I could not... It was, like, the math of art. I hate that. I hate coding. Yeah. That's, that's what ended up getting me in the end, is they wanted... But Butler, Johnny Butler, is that, no, mm -hmm. was that his name? Butler, yeah, Johnny Butler. Butler. He was super cool. Yeah, he was. He was and then uh, Andy Hayes actually saved my ass... Yeah, I think he put me a point above a project score, and, I, and I, if I had failed, I would have been kicked out. He saved my ass. Dude, SAA was tough. My capstone, though, I fucking destroyed. I, got, I think I got a 96 or 98 on it. What'd you do? I did this menu thing for a this traveling restaurant in Chicago, and it's secret. You only get invited to it, and you're the only person that knows where it is, and I think the table's like 16 people. So there's, but they're really fancy. Hmm. Um, cat, cats. Casanova or something like that. From Casablancas. I think that's a band. <laughs> um, but uh, the menu was so cool. It was a hollowed out book. You'd open it up and have your uh, napkin on one side and the silver on the other. And no, no, it was a fancy napkin with uh, silver wrapped up into it and then a menu on the book and everyone would have the books. Um, and I blew through the presentation because I was so excited about the idea. Uh, so I did get, I, luckily I did that. So I think I averaged half my score pretty well. But I, then again, I was always just a fine artist. I was always at the scanner. I was like drawing something and scanning it in. Um, Michael Benia. I never really liked my stuff. I never really liked his stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why we clash a little bit. Did you ever hang out with Gibbs? Gibbs? Scott Gibbs? He's the guy that would come in from time to time and teach, right? Mm -hmm. Long, gray hair? Yeah. Or he collected weed? Probably. Probably. He collected toenails and fingernails. And no! And made like little sculptures out of them. <laughs> Gross! <laughs> <laughs> I hope he cleaned them. <laughs> I know he did these awesome egg drawings, too. Uh -huh. That guy was something else. He was the real deal. I wish I could have picked his brain more, because I was so excited when he, he came in. He was the real deal. Like. Yeah. I was like, why? I'm like, he should be teaching the creative process. Hello. Yeah. I'm like, no offense, but like, they're like, we'll teach you how to draw. Fuck that, you will. No. Well, Gibbs got to start doing blueprints uh, for aircrafts. He took like the like super technical mathematic drawings, what? and he hated. What he does like, that really guy not do? I can imagine, dude. No, I don't have measured shit unless it's like a piece of paper going on the border or something. Like, oh, this is eight inches, not like two point five. And the angle is ninety two degrees. 
Yeah. I think I, I do miss SA like being corralled around with everybody in the laptop working kind on of shit. Yeah. That's an SA. They got so much now. good music from SA. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever meet Chelsea Bergen? Mmm. She sings. Um, she play guitar really, Asian? No, she is like she's uh white, really doughy eyed, like beautiful chick. Um that's I, I met her at SA and thank God for that, like that girl's a dream to me. I'm the biggest crush on her. I'm the biggest dream crush on Chelsea. I love her voice, it's very classic. Um, she was kinda of clashed too, she wanted to do that. She didn't want to do the graphic design. Um, she was more like me, she wanted to draw the, the what images she was using, she wanted to draw them and scan them in and stuff. But uh, she left, I think, not even halfway through the second year and pursued that. She's in Cali now, singing. She won some uh, uh, Nylon magazine. Mm -hmm. She got a feature in that. She won a contest. It was like kind of promote your life kind of thing and they loved her. And so she got to tour these different hotels and play all these different hotels and now she's in Cali. Wow. Um, yeah. She's the background on my phone now. <laughs> like if you, I, I, and like even Michael, like I just, I can keep those people present and where I can see them every day to be like, I want to like try as hard and like get to where they are. Yeah. Like it's just a reminder. She's like, even on my phone, she's my background. I can see her when I pull up my phone. I'm like, she made it. Like she's doing her own thing. Like what, what are you going to do? Like, I'm not trying. Well, at least I'm trying. Being creative, people are like, I suck at art, I can't do that. And I'm like, no, that's full. We're all, we can all like create, there's a medium for some, everybody. Yeah. Um, do you guys need water or anything? I bought a bottle of water because I don't know if anyone's freaked out by sink water. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You good? Because uh, I think like everyone's like, what's your, what? I listen to this thing and it goes, Who's this dude jabbering and yammering? And this like, this really relaxing voice. It was 20 minutes, my friend said this. He was gonna watch the whole thing. I'm like, I have five minutes in, I'm gonna just turn it off. <laughs> but I listened to it and he's like, take 10 minutes a day and pretend you're in a director's chair. And he's like, and now imagine a scene of like, your perfect life. Like you accomplished everything. What does that look like? And, uh, I've been trying to do that every day. It's hard just to like be like, or take ten minutes and just think like that. I meditate. I have a song I meditate to, so at least. But that's shutting off. I'm not imagining anything. So this one's tough for me because I like to just shut off instead of just continuously keep thinking. Um, but I don't know. Like a Jack, like his Warhol had it right with Factory, and then it got really seedy and kind of fucked up a lot. And I want to try and bring that back have an area where people can all come in like any kind of like musician fashion photography whatever um and just have like a whole collective of it and that's what i imagine it's like i want to be like a catalyst to help these people like keep their fire going because like there, i have plenty of friends that are amazing artists and they just put it down and um me personally i don't think it ever leaves you can always do it you just gotta want to and I feel like everyone can get so comfortable with like, I don't know, like the American dream, setting up a family, whatever. People get so comfortable with that and a lot of them drop out and just nestle into that. And that's just not, I, I can't think like that. Like, even if I am 
in the end with somebody, I want them to be just as excited about like trying new stuff and getting out and um, pushing yourself, I guess. And like that's how I think a relationship should work is you just kind of bounce off each other. Um, a lot of my friends, they just like they don't do anything anymore, and they're so like. I don't know, they have so much potential and I'm, I can always just sit there and yell at them but, you know, they don't really ever come around. Um, I always try to tell my best friend, she's an amazing guitarist, I'm like, keep singing, keep singing. Like, it's so funny, she's like the girl version of me. We'll call each other, we're doing the exact same thing and that happens like twice a week. Um, oh God, Shelly, I, I don't know what I would do without her. And it's, it's, it's funny, I'm like, I hope you're not my soulmate, because I was hoping it was going to be, like, some sexy, sexy guy, <laughs> and not you. <laughs> she, we were laughing, she was, she was like, you're stuck with me forever. Um, you always got to have, you have to have somebody like that, someone that's, a, a, you can tell them anything, you got to have somebody like that. And I told her, I was like, if I ever get to that point, I was like, I want, I want to make music with you, like, I, I love making music with her. She's my music outlet because I don't really have too many people here in Columbus that do that, but that's why I'm reaching out because like I have to go to date and make music, and um, we'll be up to like two or three in the morning, and I'm like, it, it's great with her because I can be, I can suck, I can suck around her, it doesn't matter. A lot of people are so like afraid to try, you know, and you know, express themselves around each other, and they get this fear. I'm like, there's no judgment. Like even when I'm painting with somebody, they're like, I don't know what to do, and then like I'll just like push them to the canvas and I'm like whack, hit their hand and make them make a mark I'm like alright we're gonna work with that it's just just do it just like just we're supposed to be doing something here and like that's what that main goal is like. but I want to do that with so many other people like I just want to like get this giant team of artists I guess or like an artist collaborative but that doesn't even like put it into what I want it to be so it'd be like more like a like a a guild, a guild of artists. <laughs> I just want like, this big studio space and just like go in on it, mm -hmm. and then just it's free for anyone whenever you need it. Yeah, and it's like sometimes I always think like so like I would let them do their own thing, but each month there I would go around to each room and have a project for each one, <laughs> and um, I was thinking about like well, would I pay them? And I had one guy pull. It was at some gallery and we were just bullshitting. He's like never pay people to like make art with you or he's like or never make somebody pay you for it he's like cause then you lose that whole um you lose the whole meaning to it like he's like he's like everything runs on money around here and he's like why would you want like the one thing you love the most why would you put like any kind of currency with it or why would you make it a matter of money mm -hmm. and I was like I never really thought of that I was like well I just wanted to like help people and he's like no he's like if you do well enough, people will pick up on that. The money will just come to you if you can make your idea come. Because I was telling him all about it. And he's, like, That's, he's like, you can do that. It's totally doable. Um, but then I have to have this whole aspect of like, so do I have to have more of like a leader complex? And I'm totally always going to follow her. But then when I work with people on the art and stuff, I do feel like I have some sort of, like I'm in charge in some sort of way because I'm with this person and that I invited over to create with. Um, not want to be like a teacher, um, so I'm so scatterbrained I don't even know what I would be able to teach somebody with my thought process but then again that other path that I was talking about maybe if I you know clear up this a little bit maybe I can you know that character will come through um, so I don't know I just think that would be such a fabulous idea I don't know I just keep working 
I need something for somebody to look at and be like, oh, okay, he is a real deal. Like, he, he, he actually is doing something. But, <laughs> you know, I'm just all over the goddamn place. Like, I think right now, just, you know, it's connections um, and meeting people. And, like, it's always, about, I always think threads. Like, there's just threads of people you know. Um, and, just, like, you know, I, I just picked this place out at random. Like, it, I was so discouraged when I was looking for places to move. And I went on Craigslist, and this was the first thing that popped up. And I was like, five twenty-five a month. That's not bad. And I looked, and I love this whole studio. Like it's all open. I love that. You paid five twenty-five a month for this? Mm-hmm. That's not bad at all. Oh yeah, and I think it's all, it's pretty average throughout these. Dang. Yeah, and I my neighbor just happened to be Anna, and I I, I almost like someday I'll like wait for her to come home because I love talking to her, just like bullshitting with her. Um, but then I just think I'm like, well, I was like, I'm back in fragrances. And I'm painting still. And shit just comes to you. It's so weird. Like, this, this, all these, like, re- things that I'm not, I guess, reluctant. I'm just thankful for them. But they just appear. Like, I just meet people. You just think about what you want to do. And, like, it's like, I don't know. It's like your story kind of, will kind of um, help you out a little bit um, with music. Even, like, I'm so excited. For, like I was saying before, my friend's moving here. Like, hell, yeah. Like, I think he'll totally be down to, like, you know, make it, you know, let's meet up once a week and jam. Because um, I, I do, I want to get the music more. And then uh, I was thinking about the poetry thing. Her neighbor, my neighbor, her best friend does slam poetry. And so I was like, where do you go? Um, when I was thinking about the comedy stuff, I met a girl at work and she's like, hey, come out with us. My boyfriend does open mic nights. And um, so I met up with her and a couple other coworkers at this place down by, um, down by my campus. And he went up, and he was doing stand-up stuff, and he was in charge of it, so he was kind of like the yeah. spokesman. I don't know what that is, the host. There you go, he's the host of it. And I was probably about three or four beers in, and I was like, I'm going to do it. Because, like, I'm going to go up there and do it, because I watched, <laughs> I watched three other people go up there and just suck. Like, in a way that it, was, it would leave you with this chilling... Like, it was a painful, awkward, like, when they brought the joke, you're like, cringe-worthy. One girl went up, and she was sitting like this, and had her phone, she must have had her jokes on it, was like, oh, wait, someone from work. Um, what? <laughs> um, that rich, that fancy company, that, that's like my rival company, they have like a focus that works for all these bottles from their company around, and the stickers are coming off the back of them, and this is like a $400 bottle of perfume, the stickers coming off the back of it, or we, we don't fix it, because we, we're letting them deal with it, because you know, they're so into their line that we kind of get walked over by them, we're like, fuck you guys, but I love both of the women that support the company, but that work can make you really bitter. So, I mean, you make commissions. Like, it's your job. You make money off of what you sell. When someone's yeah. walking over you, you get really, like, territorial. But I'm like, all right, you guys can deal with your own. I'm not, because I used to, like, help people and like, fix their bottles up and stuff. I'm like, fuck that. Like, you guys do it. So, we're letting the stickers peel off. And every time we see one, we take a picture. And she sent me, and she goes, ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, <laughs> um, There goes the train of thought. I apologize. I'm so bad. Um... Trying to think of a vital point I left off at before I. You were going to tell us about the girl reading your jokes on her phone. Oh, yes. True. So she was like this up on stage, <laughs> spitting off something, and then she drops this suicide joke. It was like, I can't remember what she said, but then 
that wasn't awkward enough. The cherry on top, she goes, I've attempted it, so that's why I can make a joke about it. No one said a thing in that room, and it was like you could hear a, like you could hear an ant fart in that room. And I just looked at her, I'm like, girl. And like she was like, alright, that's all I got, and like got up and left. And she and I turned around. She was not in that bar anymore. She was, it was bad. <laughs> she yeah. She and then and then this dude gets up on stage, and this was just after that pulse thing happened at the club in Florida. Yeah. He said some joke about where he's like, "Oh, I guess gay people can't put up a good fight." I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I was like, "Dude, it's been three days, three days." And then he did the same thing. He goes, "Well, that's all I got." And I'm like, "Yeah, see yourself out of this fucking bar." <laughs> And then, so then that's when I was like three beers in, I'm like, you know what, I can't do any fucking worse than they did. I'm like, that, they just paved an entire, like, landscape for me. I can say fucking anything in this bar right now. So I went up there, I didn't have any kind of material, I went up there and just bitched about stuff. I was living with my older sister at the time, so I had plenty of shit about the dogs and stuff pissing me off, and... This is funny. Yeah, so that was the first time I went up and like everyone at work knew the other day because all my coworkers saw me. They're like, "You guys should have seen him. He was man, man." It was, but it was cute. It was cute to see people like, um, you know, they were into it. They were like kind of encouraging me. And so um, I don't really tell anybody when I go up and do it now because I feel like I'm still like grasshopper. Um, but I go up there. I don't take material up there. And the second time I went up there, I was pitching everyone out because what it is is click. You go in. It's a karaoke at like a, at a gay bar. Like all the fucking drama kids show up and put their names in for the, so they can fucking like show off their voice. Yeah. And um, it's direct down the street. That shrunken head. Um, every Monday. Um, if you don't get there, if you get there at like seven thirty, there's already like thirty people ahead of you in that place. You get five minutes, I think, to go up there. What night is that? Monday. Monday night. And. Um, I, went, I was on a blind date, so this was like, it's probably a couple weeks ago. I was just, you know, I, I was just trying to meet other guys and stuff, and but he was like, yeah, let's go do it. So I went and um, took him, and we went there, and he was like, you need to sign up, or you're going to regret it. And this guy was such a square, like the most, like, I'm so sorry <laughs> if he hears this. He's a fabulous person, but there wasn't. He's not a square. He's not a square. I take that back. We didn't. <laughs> he's he's very smart, very intelligent guy. We just there was nothing to bounce off of with him. It's because I'm like either zero, a hundred. If I'm a hundred, like hold on your fucking hat because like I have a lot to say. Um, but it was so funny that like out of all the people, he was like, "Do it or you're gonna regret it." Um, so I went up a second time and um, I had a flow a little bit. I had kind of a flow and you know I was roasting people, but. Um, I think now I kind of, you know, got up the second time, and once you tell people about it, you kind of have to get a little bit more serious about it, so I was like, well, if I tell people, then it's kind of out there in the world, and so then I can kind of kindle and keep it alive. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, you, it, when you start, you just got to watch the people like that girl and that dude just like fucking suck, and um, what I'm mad at is like, it's just kind of a click. And, you know, all 20 of those people go up and do their shitty jokes. Maybe there's, like, one or two out of the 20 that are actually kind of funny. And they leave. They don't stick around and kind of watch everybody else. They fucking leave. And, like, that's what I was calling them out on. I'm like, if you guys really want to, like, get better at this, you need to sit and learn. And all the, the people that were actually good were the ones that stayed behind to watch everybody else go up and do their thing to the very end. Um, so I guess I just got to find, like... You know, I'm not the most, like, 
talky person there because I'm nervous. I don't like going like bullshit with people. And I was with that dude, so I didn't want to like leave him. And he's like nervous as shit too. He's really really shy, so I'm like crap. I can't just like leave him. Um, but there's got to be at least like four or five people if I keep going back and hook up with and find like the smaller spots where you know I could have more stage time with amongst more people. Because since everybody leaves, like, who the hell are you telling your jokes to? So, I'm like, that's, that just makes me mad. Because, like, if I'm really into it, like, I don't know, like, don't fucking leave the bar. I don't know, they're just kind of douchey about it. And I'm like, and you're not funny on top of it. So, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating. So, I guess that's the, this is how you start. But I have a girl that from high school, that's what she told me to do. She's like, just go out to all the mics and sit and watch. And she's like, and then when you feel like you go up there and, I don't know, do whatever. And then, you know, it's like, I've always, I don't know, I thought about just, again, more outlets. Like, what would I do if I acted? What would I do if I, like, did drama stuff? Uh, but I fucking hate, like, traditional, like, Shakespeare, anything like that. Like, it's boring to me. Um, I just love improv. <laughs> I, when I first moved here, some kid, uh, Danny Prater, Danny Prater, was like, hey, um, how did I meet him? I was crashing at some guy's house just when I was at Von Maurer. Well, it's a department store. Um, if I like worked there one day, this is the one in Columbus. Because I, I, I was going from Fairborn to Columbus, like an hour and twenty minute like commute every day to get to this place. Before this was before I moved here, so I was still you know I did that for about seven months, eight months, even through the winter. So it sucked. But you know if I worked one day and I knew I was going back in the next morning. He worked there as well, so he's like, you can just crash on my couch. I met Danny one day, he came over and hung out with him and kind of got to know him, and he was like, yeah, we do like improv stuff, and we do all these shows, I'm like, oh, that's so cool, I was like, I've always wanted to try that, he's like, well, we got this gig at elementary school if you want to just like come and do it <laughs> Oh, with no, this. you're in elementary school. Uh-huh, yeah, so I was like, hell yeah, and it's called Sketch by Number, it was actually really interesting how they did it, they make, they have these big like panels, and they set them all up, and there's numbers, and the kids get to pick the number. And um, whatever's on the, uh, whatever, I guess, like, scene or skit is on the back of the number, you do it. And so I did that gig. Um, I, did, I think I got, like, 200 bucks out of it. It was, cool. it was really cool. All I did was, seriously, like, my highlight of that was I just did my fart sound. <laughs> I did fart sound, and it, it, was, it was brilliant. It kills. Oh, yeah. The fart sound's bad because, like, if people don't know me and I do it, like, it, it's, it's pretty convincing. So it's like, <laughs> we'll just be hanging out and, like... It's pretty good. Like it's a pretty good fart sound. <laughs> it's like that's what that's like my talent. If I was an X Men, that's what it'd be. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> it's so funny, and I do it at work all the time. Like in this prestige store, the woman will like they'll get down in the drawers to get something. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Natasha. <laughs> Natasha's you don't do it to Natasha because she's like she's the head of that fancy line, and she's always like the dissolving the truth, like. Pat three. Why, 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 like she is, she's my arch rival, arch nemesis at sex, but also it's like I love her to death too. She's, uh, she's been doing fragrancing for 15 years. She's got a lot of years on me. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, the, I'm like her like kryptonite. Because I'm good and, I, and I'm really passionate about fragrancing, so she hates that. She's, she likes to be top dog. And I'm like, I'm so passionate about it. Like, like we, lately I've been so bitter because it's just like, they do so well. I'm like, how do I get that loyalty from people? Like, how do I get people excited about it? So I'm thinking I might just like, you know, start vlogging 
about fragrances, even as boring as it sounds, but like, I can make it exciting if I wanted to. Yeah. I'm just trying to do, like, you know, get my art, like, people know that I'm not just a fragrance salesman, that I can, I, you know, I'm not selling you, I'm like sharing what I like with you, I guess. Right. Um, and so, I, I sell Tom Ford and Killian, and I dreamt constantly about repping either one of those lines. Lo and behold, now I have both. I can I can show both of them now. Um, Killing's way more avant-garde. Tom Ford's very sophisticated, kind of like it's like you're spraying on your favorite suit or like your best dress. It's Killian is like you want to smell sexy or like this. Th- what is one of his fragrances called? Um, Black Phantom. Ooh. They're very mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like duality. It's like one side's very like, uh, and the other side's kind of like the poetry of fragrancing. So like I said, it's like wine. There's so many. There's so much to it. Um, but that's what I do. I come home and I'm like, who do I want to be? And I spray it on. It's like it's like a persona in a bottle. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's it kind of like you can emphasize what you're feeling too. Especially like like if I'm sad, I wear something that smells sad. And it's hard to tell people, what, what does that smell like? And I'm like, it, I don't know. It, but it just does to me. What's that called? Synesthesia? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's pretty close. Uh-huh. It's not right. The only per- it's, it's it's funny. The only person I've ever heard use that word was Kanye. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no. but yeah, I know. But I'm like, someone said it, and then I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know that word, and I was looking into it. And it's when you can cross your senses. So like, even as a kid, I'd have headphones in in my car, looking out the window, and like, I'd have what was I listening to? Shit, I was listening to some shit when I was younger. I think Aqua. You remember Aqua? Yeah. I think they made me gay because I had that blast in my ear all the time. <laughs> And fucking eighteens. Oh, I had that's Barbie girl. Oh yeah, totally. And that was yeah. I think I think that music made me gay. <laughs> um, but I would look out the window and it was just like all I would just. It was almost like a film reel. I was imagining all this stuff and then and then t- it took me a couple of years to be like that's what it was. Like if music starts or like anything like instantly a picture starts going off in my head. And I never really utilized that in my artwork until um, I was having the bad times. I clicked in, I found this album, and like no one's ever fucking heard of this band, but I was so, like, charged up every time I would listen to this music. And my first show, it was um, taking all that rolled up shit right there. They're 24 by, they're pretty big. Like, it's like a 24 by 48 or something. I was, uh, had this music in my ears, and I would put, um, like, a protector um, in between the pages so it would bleed through and I would just go crazy with those sharpie markers and just do image flip it image flip it with this music in my head because I was drawing what I was hearing and it was darker music really it was so it was like pure angst like solidified angst from this album and that's when I really tuned in I'm like I was like okay that's cool but then I started using the fragrances with it so it was another layer it's like I can see the textures and fragrances and like they're what personality they have as a smell so I was mixing that with the music and then so I had this like sensory overload like sense like a sense of smell sound and then just using like my abilities to uh, put images on paper all at once so it's like a sensory overload um and I I'm not straight away from using that technique fully but I'm trying to bring it back to because that's I think it makes me a part of like my my art is like like what I'm doing as a creative, and that separates me a lot, because some people are like, what, use perfume? Like, I've scented my paintings, like, I know how to do it. Um, it's, it's just really funny how, like, my, my job really does benefit what I'm doing, like, and I think if I put myself out there, I'm like, and I show people my work, I'm like, this 
perfume shit helps me still continue to do all this artwork stuff. So it's like, it's like I'm actually, you know, I'm doing something with myself. So like when you support me, like, like uh, I don't know, I can't. I'm, I guess I'm not gonna make any promises, but like, you're gonna help me a lot down the line. And I mean, uh, I'm really lucky to have that. And I'm really lucky to have like found a passion because I'm meeting so many people now. They just don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't know what they want to do. Um, and again, that comes back into that kind of like that making that fact new factory and like you know finding people that are lost or it's so hard to just. I wish they had um, you know they had like NA and AA. I'd rather them have like a talking for people with depression and anxiety. Like you can go and just like vent. You know you know have some a couple minutes in between our celebration. Be like one person will take up the whole fucking day. But like <laughs> it, I googled that once and it's like it's a top dollar just to get into like a class that's like I don't know like talk about depression. It's, I don't know, it was like $80 just to go to one thing. I'm like, fuck it out. It should just be open to anybody. I mean, like, people that don't know you, so then you don't have to, like, vent on your friends and stuff like that. It's like people that, and you're not going to a psychologist where somebody just treating you like a guinea pig and writing down all your answers and stuff like that. It's just a group. And I feel like you could, I could incorporate that in my dream, too. It's just, like, have people talk. Like, if you're lost, like, there's got to, we can, maybe you just got to, like, shock your system with some, like, I don't know, creative juice. Um... God, I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's Patrick, though. <laughs> There's a lot to Patrick. <laughs> so, I guess this year, I really am going to try and get back on Etsy. I don't know if I want to do the dirty stuff or I want to do the cool stuff, or do I do both? Um, that's what Tumblr's for, though, for the dirty stuff. <laughs> At least then no one would know it's me, but... Tumblr? Oh, yeah. 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 Tumblr is for the Chinese mm-hmm. And I have, like... have so much of that stuff, too. I'm like, Patrick, what's wrong with you? That's why it's not out right now. It's all... They're all... They're in here. They're hidden, though. They're in here. Uh-huh. They are creeping somewhere. That's for part two. <laughs> part two. <Yeah. laughs> Were there any other, like, things you needed to... No, it was perfect. Okay. I don't want to, like, keep you here all day. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I wanted. I was like, I can talk forever. Just a couple hours of you. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. What about... Well, um... Uh, one thing I really was like, oh, sweet, about you was, uh, the... You like Dan... Is Dan Flirt? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dan Flirt. Dan Um... Talk about like, um, oh, that seven foot one, Fatty Boom Boom. Mm-hmm. Bashing on that painting, Fatty Boom Boom. <laughs> really? Uh huh. And then did you see they dropped the one? There's no, there's no lyrics to it. It's just the, the rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's fucking epic. It's so good. I get lost in a lot, like a little bit of their stuff, but I love that Fatty Boom Boom. <laughs> like the, the, the world needed that song. Yeah, probably one of my favorite groups ever. Just like Watkin. Tudor Jones, which is Ninja, mm-hmm. he his like transformation is crazy. Like he started off his first radio song was a direct rip off of Cypress Hill. Uh-huh. It was like sounds just like <laughs> like you would not know it was him because huh. it was just Cypress Hill. And then uh, he started doing like this like thing called Max Normal where like they'd show up in like suits and like the whole thing was like he ran it like a business like it was just weird and then 
he did the, this thing called Constructors Corporation, which was like a couple of the members there, and they made this huge album that was like 16 tracks. It was all this like consecutive story about this thing that's like a ziggurat that was like a space station that left Earth when Earth was destroyed, and like they made a graphic no or they made a novel to go with it. Yeah, I see they do that too. And yeah. it was like so good, and then. 2000, or Max Normal TV came out, which was like him and Yolandi came in. I love her. And for some reason, he just like got this idea to just like start making like really basic, almost bad music. Uh -huh. And it was it's just so much, it's just so fun and funny. And then like 2009, he broke with that single, and it was just uh, Enter the Ninja. Mm -hmm. Just like complete sarcasm almost. Yeah. And like people like bought it and they're like, this is awesome. <laughs> and like, we, we love this. And they're like, some people are in on the joke, some people don't get it, and other people just love it. And it's just so great. The what I so like fun. about those two is that they, they have that persona power. Mm -hmm. And I like, if you're creative and you know how to tap into that, like, you're fucking cool. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people are like, oh, I hate Miley Cyrus, and yada yada. Like, she's smart, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. she keeps herself interesting, and now she's already back on this, like, oh, I'm just Miley Cyrus. I'm a, like, I'm a normal little, like, um, I don't know, a little pop star. Um, which I don't think she is. She, I, I've always actually wanted to meet her and pick her brain. Because um, it was, um, it was that album with her with the, like, the glitter gel dripping on her face and stuff <laughs> like that. That album is, she plays with her voice, and I love people that do that. Like, they can, like, you know, she sings in all these different styles. And, um, I don't know, I love people like that. Um, when I think, like, Taylor Swift, I'm like, get out of here. Like, I'm just, it's people that just, like, they're good, but all they're doing is, like, eating what or has already been regurgitated, and then being like, oh, but it's, it's me doing that as myself. I'm like, no, fuck that. Like, show me something I've never seen before. Then, like, play, make something I've never heard before. That's when you'll get my attention. Like, that's why I don't listen to the radio, because it ruins music. It just plays the same songs, and it makes you hate them. And I was having an argument with my friend. He's like, I don't know why. He's like, I like pop music because it's easy to listen to. And I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> I want to be able to, like, think when I'm listening to something. And, um... Some music is so simple that I listen to, but it's so simple that you don't get it. So, like, my music taste is all over, all over. Like, so I'll, wake, I'll wake up one day, so I'm playing, like, Barbara of Seville, like, the, the opera, and then one day I'm listening to, like, like Andrew Bird was on the record, um, or I'm listening to, like, just instrumental stuff. Um, spring recognition, whatever. Um, like, instrumental stuff, which is great, because then you don't have to, like, you're not singing the lyrics in your head or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, but sometimes I get like musically frustrated. It's funny because what do I listen to? And I'm still like mad or like stressed out that I can't even find a fucking song I want to listen to. Um, music is definitely like a medium itself. I always treat music like it's pain because it sets me up to like, like if I looked at that, um, I try to find a song that sounds like it's current um, status, I guess. Um, or like that is, I, if I find a song that, Sometimes I'll hear a song and then the paintings will just pop into my head. I don't even have to be here. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm like, so that's why I think I'm kind of desperate with my ear. Because I'm listening. I'm like, I need to hear something I haven't heard before. And lately it's been kind of hard. I'm trying to think of like an album that's come out that's, uh, do you listen to Starfucker? Mm -mm, you were talking about them. They're, 
that that's been kind of getting on board of like I like futury kind of spacey stuff. Like I want, I don't know, not not spacey. I don't know it's shit that makes me think of like big giant fighting robots. I guess I don't know. Um, this when it comes like new sounds. Um, but then that's when I'm like, maybe I just have to make it myself. Like if I'm not being able to hear what I want to hear, maybe it's I have to do it myself. So I think that's when I've been like, maybe I should do music. Um, have you frequented uh, Cleveland very often? I had like n- no Cleveland experience. There. Really? There's a there's a spot up there called uh, Blank Slate. Mm-hmm. My buddy actually like helps on the board and stuff there, and uh, you definitely need to check that out. It's like a punk rock venue, mm-hmm. and then they have just like this wall, this is like tiny wall where they let artists like hang up, like they have artists submit stuff and yeah. put it up. Huh. It's it's so punk rock though because it's I love like, I love that scene too. <laughs> Anna dragged me out to some death metal show the other night, and I was uh, I just threw on my fedora and a blazer, and um, I put on let's put it on now. It's called Back to Black. It's formulated off of an old aphrodisiac, mm-hmm. um, and I wore it there. And it's all these you know like super like hetero guys, uh, just kind of like hitting on girls and being gross and shit and. I would walk up to him and start a conversation. They're like, someone smells really good. <laughs> and so I came in on this scene just like, here I am. I'm like, I, I think I listened to the music for 10 minutes. I'm like, I can't fucking do this. It was just because all it was was like a muddy beat. They can't hear what they're singing. And it's just like old guys. just like, <laughs> like forever. And I can't stand it. I'm like, your music has no, like nothing coming out of it. And me and Anna went out back and, yeah, it's funny. I was spitting perfume knowledge of people and stuff. It doesn't matter where I am. It comes out. I can't help it. Um, but it's just so, it's just so funny how, like, I, I, um, with the music stuff, that I, <laughs> I guess I'm kind of a snob when it comes to music. Um, I'm not good. Isn't that cool? Tiny sage and cedar. But, it's, yeah, it's like an old aphrodisiac. Um... Killian's really oh what's cool about Killian is he reaches out to like big artists like he did Matisse for uh, a whole line now he's doing Clint remember when I talked about Gustav Clint like when I was saying like it's very clip like I've been in that style for like a year and then all of a sudden the line that I'm so passionate about that I work for is doing Clint inspired fragrances I'm like what the fuck is going on that's so creepy like to me that's really creepy because I was like kind of summoning Clint um, and I guess that's another artist that came along the way after it was like I think it was Warhol Basquiat and probably Clint. There is a performance artist. It's a woman. She, have you heard of the artist is present? She sat in a chair for like 24 hours and people just were able to sit in front of her. Her. Mm-hmm. Listen to her. She's, in, she's like from another planet. Um, you can tell. By some oh, God. It's so... But I love it because it's so like... She'll... Her, it's, and it sounds just completely absurd to some people. She did this one thing where she would just stand... I think it was her older stuff because her boyfriend at the time was like, um, they both were doing uh, work together. They eventually separated, but she would run into this wall full force and she would just do it over and over again. I think she made like some film pieces with it, but that was her work. She was just using her body as a medium uh, and like making people think like, what in the hell are you doing? But she would make videos of all this stuff, and then um, I think the artist present really got me because, like, it was just, she didn't do anything. She just sat there. She didn't move. She actually had, I think she had people, like, when she used the restroom, they had to, like, 
there's a hole in the chair. Like, that's how like into it she was. She didn't move. And that's like physically exhausting to sit there all day. And like people would wait in these huge lines just to sit in front of her. And I'm like, that is the realest shit ever. And it was called the artist's present. And it was like people would stare at her and just start crying because it was like, if you even just watch any of her interviews, she has this presence that's just like you can feel it through a TV or a phone. And it was just like watching people bask in this like aura of hers and just like they don't like things would just like surface inside of them. And some people would just cry. It was so crazy. I'm like. I want to be on that level, but in my own way, like, like, yeah. just like, um, be in on the scene, and, um, I just, I, I'm so glad you're doing this, because it's like, it makes me want to, like, you know, remember that's what I want to do, right. and like, some days I just, like, I get caught up in the clock in, clock out, working thing all day, I'm like, this job runs my life, like, if I didn't have this job, I wouldn't have this place, and it's, so I'm trying to find uh, a life balance, but it's really hard, because I mean, like, People are buying perfume from like Bath and Body Works or online, or, and like they're not—they don't really know that like people that are passionate about it need that um, that um, your their business. Like if you're in that market to find that kind of thing, like find people in department stores, or like maybe that's why I need to get online so people can come to me for that because um, it is a dying art, and it's kind of sad. But it's just like you know, some people just—it's not—it's uh, not important. Um, and it, to me, and honestly, like, it's kind of not. With everything going around the world right now, like, per, why is perfume that important? But, um, <clears throat> I could, uh, I think it's, the, do you remember, do you have a smell, like, if, like, a smell you can, like, if either one of your parents wore a perfume, you can smell it instantly, it reminds you of them. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is when I kind of tuned in on, like, what, what do I love about fragrance? It was because when I first started at, the, that Von Mar, I wasn't even doing perfume, I was putting makeup on people and I hated it. Because it's like, people are like, I want to look like this. And it's like, every face is different, every skin is different. Like, some people have like heavier eyelids or whatever. And I, I was just so frustrated because I had to bullshit my way through it. I'm sorry to anybody put makeup on because I had no idea what I was doing. And I would just say, oh, it looks great. And they're like, here, it's, here's $120 for makeup. But, you know, I stepped out of the, my comfort zone was going over to the fragrance department, and I'm like, this is really fun. And I was memorizing these perfumes. Like, I could smell it once, and then someone could just mention it, and I'm already smelling it in my head. Um, and I found this one. It was, it's called Chloe. And I was like, Ma, I found this perfume. I think you're going to love it. It's, it reminds me of you for some reason. And she's like, I wore that when you were, like, five. And, like, I wore that for years. And I was like, that's so weird. I didn't even know she wore that. And I knew exactly what smell she she had, so... Uh, believe it or not, like if you go on like say vacation, you take a fragrance with you, maybe something amazing will happen. But it depends on like um, how how much impact that adventure or, or like that chapter in your life has on you. If you put a fragrance with that, it's like when you're in a video game and you a save point, like a save game thing. You remember like even there's fragrances in that cabinet where I can put it on, but it takes me back three years and I feel everything, like that stress or even if it was just like I was still kind of carefree, like it brings that back to me. And so I do have fragrances for that, but then I have fragrances for times I'm like, if it's something you've never smelled before, that's when like a persona will come up. I'm like, who is this in this bottle? Like, what is it? Why do I feel weird when I put this on? So, you know, I have my like save. It's almost like my memory cards. Like, they get those old, you put in your places. So I have my fragrances that are my memory cards. I have fragrances that are my, um, my it's my, basically my wardrobe. Um, you know, the two, two can coincide sometimes, but, um. I'm telling you, like, if you get into fragrance, like, just have one set, or, like, just try it. Like, you can really, it, it helps. Some people are like, oh, I'm sensitive. I'm like, 
some of the people that say they're sensitive just aren't, or they just smell something really bad and have a bad experience with it. But I'm like, a, a lot of people can wear fragrances and like the whole I'm sensitive thing. Like, is it, it's this bullshit sometimes. You just don't want to try it. Because um, I've seen people like they're like, I, I, I don't like anything too strong. Then they'll name off a fragrance that's like, you can smell them from a mile away. I'm like, see, this is where you're wrong because you're wearing that. And <laughs> let me show you something that's not going to make everybody in the elevator die. Um, <laughs> so, there I am on perfume again. God. <laughs> so, I think, yeah, the, the, with the memory stuff and nostalgia and fragrances, that's when I kind of, that's where it gets a little bit more, um, you know, it's personal. It's personal for me, and I wish I wish I could get people on that same level. Um, but maybe I just need to get myself out there. Maybe I'm ready to take flight. This little dirty. I could see you selling perfume on YouTube. Oh, have you seen the dudes that have been? Oh God, it's so funny. You Semper. They just put this muscly douchebag up on the camera. He's like, and, uh, if you subscribe for this month, we'll send you. I'm like. All those fragrances have been discontinued for like three years now, and they're just selling it. They're just dramming them out, like spraying them out in these little vials and sending them to your ass. I'm like, you know, it's not how it is. Like, and it's the future, though. It's taking everything's being taken over by the internet. Like, like now that people are like subscribing for perfume, it's like it's a fucking like, what's that food stuff? Blue Apron. <laughs> but every month it's a different meal. I'm like, ugh. I'm like, I gotta save it. I gotta save the article because it's gonna fall through if I don't. Um. But then, you know, like, I, um, I paint perfume, I mean, obviously with that one, they went to New York, like Dior, there's Dior, there's Chanel in it. Um, I paint perfume, like, it's even more, like, it goes beyond just an obsession with, like, I paint and draw this. I make up my own bottles, my own fragrances and stuff, especially with Killian. But he, you know, he's very headstrong, it's gotta be his idea. But I always, like, daydream, like, what if I was, like, a creative director for a fragrance line? Or what if I just inspired a fragrance line in general? Because, like, yeah, it would be fucking sweet. Like, if I did it, it would be fucking sweet. I'm no nose, like, what, and what a nose is, there's, like, nine or ten of them in the world, but they can smell something and tell you everything that's in it, top to bottom. Even in wine, they can tell you everything that's in the wine. Because their nose is so sensitive. It's, it's really cool. Some people are like, maybe you could do that. I was like, I don't know, maybe. Um, I'd have to get the wine, though. Totally would have to get the wine. I don't really like wine that much. Um, but that would be so fun too, is to like, but I think that's just what it comes to being an artist is you can inspire people. So then I'm like, if I am just an artist, then I already, like people will come to me for stuff that I already want to do. Like, um, but I have to put it out there. And you know, that's, some people put themselves out there and that's, I'm not hating on anyone around here, but they just, they put themselves out there. Maybe that's kind of, what's that called? Um, what do they call that? A con, not a consultation price? No, I don't think that's it. A, you know, when you, some people are creative, but it's not like a, like a wow, but they're productive and they get their stuff out there. But then you have people like, um, people that are really, really good, but they don't put themselves out there, but still their work destroys this other person that's really productive. Um, that's kind of how I've always felt in, that that's the direction I'm going now. I'm like, you have all this cool, really awesome work, but you are not putting yourself out there. And you're letting all these other people, like, like oh, here, I painted a fairy. I'm like, oh, I don't fucking care. Like, I want, I've seen that. Show me something I've never seen before. Like, again, I'm just as, I think I'm just as picky with art as I am with music. Some people could, like, put their butt cheeks on, a, like, on a canvas and just, I, I would love it. I would probably love it. Um, and it's always hit or miss. I always think it's like, I like the process or like, how did you do that? 
I don't, and I want, and like people will go to the galleries. I, I went up to the Warhol thing. I didn't give a shit about it. I went right to the video. I was like, who was he? Like, I want to hear what he was and what he did. I was in that room forever. There's yeah. a whole media room. You can just sit there and listen to him. Yeah. I love yeah. Um, come on, come back, Patrick, come back. Um, so, yeah, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so, like, around here, I, you know, people do really well and they're productive and they, you know, they're in the art community. But it's the same thing every time. Same thing every time. I'm like, why are you changing, like, what you're doing? It's like they're a one-trick pony. And I think it's because, you know, maybe they, you know, okay, I did this right. This is what I need to do. And so, like, I'm making money off of this. So then I think of that. But also, I'm like, I would go crazy if I was painting the same thing every time. And I'll bitch at some people. I'm like, do something else. I'm tired of seeing this. I'm tired of seeing this. It's so, you're doing it too much. They're like one-trick ponies. That's one of the reasons I got out of photography was everyone wants the same images. Mm-hmm. It's like they want to pay you for the same stuff. They want to oh, look yeah. Look through yeah. Pinterest and find shots and they want to recreate that Fuck shot. That and I'm stuff. Like, I don't yeah. want to do that. Like, there's no part of me that ever wants to take photos of your senior leaning against the brick wall. <laughs> the fence. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no, no part of me. What's the other one they do like when they're like, when they're like, <laughs> thing? I'm like, get out of here. I'm like, just put your chin on here. First, you're just like this. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally feel that. It's like, but um, that I think there's two girls that uh, they crack the a they crack me up and b they're always doing different stuff. Is that's where I got the it's like a it's basically like a Claire Smith. Uh, she's a mixed media artist. She does uh, sculpture too. She's great with doing um, installations and rooms and stuff. So she's really good friends with Dana and Dana. Dana, where did I put... Man, that's shitty. Dana, where did I put you? Where did I put you, girl? Her artwork is cool because it's like... Um, oh, that's concerning. Where did I put that? Her artwork is cool because it's like she makes all these little pieces. And... Um, really, like, meticulous stuff. Like, she'll, like... They're almost like atoms, like, but, like, in... It's like it's uh, particles... I guess particles, but like I don't know, I, like but a party. So there's like all these vibrant colors and stuff, and she does sculpty. She makes all these little bits, and she puts them into like a. Um, I don't even know if they're it's just a chest, but it's still cool. Uh, the hand, the hand. I did the hand. That's cool. It's always very simple. The face is like really chaotic though, I love it. And then it's funny because that same kind of face is in that one with the mouth going over the place. Um, and then I think, like, am I doing the same thing all the time? Am I doing the same thing over and over again too? Because with all the crazy chaos, but it's like each piece is kind of different. But yeah. I'm, that's, I think that's, I'm there, I'm like, I'm done, I'm over it, I don't want to use it anymore, I want to try something simpler, easier for the eye, but. I think I haven't bought I haven't bought like any new canvases minus one over there, but I'm like I need to finish these. I can't buy any more canvases or take on any like any kind of materials. Um, oh, sorry. But even like my friend printed off that one in my bedroom because it has worked at a huge printer. I'm like shit. I would love to sell them just like that. And I'm like just tape them up on the wall like I. <laughs> Who needs a frame? Framing is. Oh god, it sure is. Like, but my friend, uh, 
Larry, he just goes to Ikea and gets canvases from them. And uh, puts his stuff in there. It was white. And he would be, I would love to play music with him, but him and his friend Jeff were kind of very really tight. And Jeff, Jeff actually does sing it. Um, I think he has an album out. Um, Reverend. Something Reverend. Um, I don't know. It kind of, you get, that's when it's kind of those clips like you're not getting in. Like, nah, 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 like you're an acquaintance, but you're not like a friend. I don't know why. Maybe it's, I, I think. I think I'm a lot for some people sometimes, so I'm kind of like, I can only take, like, I feel like I'm that guy who, like, I can only take it in doses. Um, but then I can be the actual opposite, and then I, like, I don't want to be around anybody. So it's like, I need to stop acting like that and just, like, I don't know. Push myself to... That'd be so mopey. But that's a struggle with like being creative is because that's what fuels you so then it's like you can't neglect those feelings but you have to know how to um, focus them or it's just going to come right back into you and then you're just like you're immobile and then you're just like I don't know what to do with myself um, so like on this it's going to be super weird to like hear my voice or like like or even like see myself too it's going to be super weird but I think that's kind of cool because then it's like you capture that and then it's like you're outside it's like okay I did this and you're like it's kind of it's like you're seeing it solidified like it's in front of you like it's real now um which is uh I think a lot of people need that sometimes especially like there's some artists that I know they're so good but they're so hard on themselves but then I kind of see myself in them but it's like at least you're doing it like not a lot of people do this anymore like a lot of people don't want to do it anymore or like a lot of artists I see now, they're just like, they're on their Wacom tablets. I'm like, you have infinite, like, possibilities to erase whatever mistake you make. I'm like, there's no mistakes. Um, and then, like, they won't draw. They won't paint. They'll just go to digital, which is funny. I'm like, well, I was like, I can do that too, but still, like, I think, like, you got to go back to the real stuff. Like, you got to go back to getting your hands dirty. And, um, you know, they can make great animation and stuff like that, but I'm like... Like, what else can you do? Like, and that's why I'm so interested in other artists. I'm like, what else do you do? Like, who are you? Um, there's so many people out there. Some people don't even know they have it. I'm trying to think of anyone that I've... I haven't... My first thing is to get someone sparked and, like, watch them go off. Like, I don't think I've done that yet. But that's why I keep doing... Like, when I went and taught uh, the Haley, the little kids, I'm like, well, it's an early age. They'll remember that. They'll remember I was there and hanging out with them and goofball and stuff. So maybe... I don't know, because I had some really crazy art teachers. I don't forget them. Right. And so I felt like a, like, a stoned Mary Poppins, but in a Bob Ross kind of aspect, like flying around people's houses and teaching them how to paint in a gentle approach, I guess. Um, <laughs> you don't see that anymore, because when I, how I learned how to draw, it was called Pappy Land. Pappy Land? Pappy Land, yeah. Uh, it was an old dude, and every episode, they would have, like, pup, it was like Sesame Street, but, uh, he would teach you how to draw um, anything. He'd be like, "All right, so we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna draw this octopus today." You want us? Ew, I can't show you that. It's super gross. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think if there's like a decent one. Like that's like the kind of that's like the CD stuff. That, but it's like the line work's really great. Like, and I need to scan it in. Um, but I have like I do. I call it like taboo art. Um, 
And again, that goes back to the romantic situation, which is funny. And people are like, why is there why is there two people? I'm like, Shh. oh, there's perfume. Like I draw it. Like I think this might have been before I smelled it, or it might no, I might have already smelled it. I don't know. And then it launched in April. Um, come back, Patrick. Go back. Uh, teaching kids. Teaching kids. You learn by watching some old dude in public. Happy Land. We're talking about Happy <laughs> Land. Um, he would just uh, flat out be like, "All right, we're gonna draw a whale, or we're gonna draw um, like draw your parents, or something." I don't know. It was really, really cute. But he taught. He would teach you how to like. This is what I did. And it was funny. I drew it forever, and like all my family members had it. So you do the number two, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna turn it into a frog." I'm like, "Oh hell yeah!" So I'd like, I'd be in front of the TV with like my little, um, <laughs> those like foamy little um, lap desks or whatever, and I would sit there with my pencils and colored pencils. He would teach you how to draw the frog, You'd do both the eyes, put your little eyeballs in there, and then so there's the two. And it was actually the mouth. And then he would give it like a little cheek. He would bring it down. This is so bad. <laughs> and then you give it its little arm. I remember this image because I used to do, like, I probably did hundreds of these. And then I love the leg because it curves back in and it shows you, like, the meatiness of the leg. Um, and then you get your foot. And I would just draw these frogs. Like, I would, and then I would, like, send them out to my family. I was probably about six or seven. So I was just like drawing these frogs and my aunt still has one. She goes, I remember when you used to draw those frogs. I was like, oh god, the frogs. And like, they, she has it framed and everything. So I didn't, I was, in, in my family, I was the only person that was kind of um, creative, I guess. So it kind of made me a little bit of a black sheep. But my parents were pretty, like, they were encouraged it. Um, I, won, I, I won a couple of anime drawing contests. I, drew, I was on a kick of drawing anime for like three years. Like drew it all the time. Um, I loved it. I loved drawing it. I was making my own superheroes and stuff. Um, Selling Pokemon drawings. I, That's what I used to do. used to sell them? I used to, I used like, to have, sell them for like a quarter. I, there was a couple of, <laughs> yes. I'd have kids in my school, they like every time there was a drawing thing, they'd be like, oh god, Patrick's is going to be the best. And I was like, what? I was like, go drawing. So I wanted to be a photographer. I wanted to be like a, uh, when I grew up, I wanted to be like a nature photographer, I guess. Um, or a stand-up chameleon. I just remember I said that once in front of a whole entire class. They're like, comedian. I was like, oh, I thought it was like a lizard. <laughs> and then, um, when I started getting, like, really, like, I got into watercolors pretty good at a young age. Lincoln Park, I was, like, just letting all that angst come out in watercolor. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think I was drawing maybe, you know, once a month. Sit down and do it for like five hours. But then like, I think you catch your wave at, a, at some point. Um, and I think it was like losing Amelia. I kind of was like, I don't have much time here, I guess. And like, it could end whenever I want to. So I might as well start doing something. Like, start, like go. It was kind of like that. Go, go, go. Um, and that's when I started doing it. Like, I would paint, you know, two times a week or once a week. 
and that was more than what I was in the past. Um, and it's once you get that momentum and you make it more like a daily thing, like it'll come, it'll come to you, it'll totally come to you. Um, you just gotta like not give a shit about like what people are gonna say about it. Um, I have a lot of people that don't straight up just don't get my work. They'll stare at it and they're like, they'll look at like a vase of flowers, like oh my god, that's so beautiful, and then I'll look at something that took me hours hours and days to make and they'll be like what I don't I don't see it it's so everyone has an eye it's kind of like people like in my at my job some people just don't like fragrances like certain ones um, it's just all about taste um, but the curveball is I'm like how different can I make this so that it's something that someone's never seen before so then they don't know what to do um, yeah <laughs> they have to figure out if they like it on the spot yeah because it's, it's not, like you can't come in thinking oh I don't like this you have to like decide yeah in there and I can sell my work. You should see me at galleries. It's fucking funny. Like, people will be like, so... Uh-huh. Yeah, like, you gotta sell it. Some, I've seen, I've been to some galleries where the artist just sits in the corner and, like, is on their phone. I'm like, hello! Like, you're, you know, all look at all the stuff you did. Um, it's so weird. I'm like, how can you do that? Like, you work so hard on all these, and then you're just sitting back there. How are you excited about it? Um, but, I don't know. It's just, like, everyone does their own thing, but... I need, I want artists that are like, I don't know, they think like me, where it's like, what, let's hang out and just go paint. Let's hang out and go crazy and paint on something. Um, so, I guess like Nikki with the big seven foot one, she does that with me often, at will, with that piece. Um, but some artists are stubborn, they don't want to work with, they don't want to work with other people. It's just they want to do their, it's theirs, it's their thing. But it just happens, my thing, I love to, like, it melts, it's like a catalyst, like a, my thing, like, works with everybody. Um, so I guess I'm just going to try and use that to my advantage because um, collaboration is great I mean you both benefit from it you both challenge yourselves and you might end up like making something that you're like holy shit I, like what is this like this is different you just got to keep yourself in that wow like that ooh like if you can keep making yourself like wow I did that like it's a good fit rewarding like you might maybe it won't sell for a couple months or maybe if not for a while but you did something that like you didn't even um, plan. They didn't even um, think you could do it. Um, and the more you do it, like you develop this, it's it's funny. Like some people are just like, how do you not know what you're painting? Like you don't have a plan. Like, but that's the best part about it. Like when it's a blank canvas, ooh, that first whatever you do, even if it's just like you like, if enough, I took this and put glue and just stuck it to a canvas. Like, what can I do with that? To like, what else can I do with this? So that's why I think mixed media is kind of a better representation of myself because it's uh, I'm a it's I can take everything I appreciate even if it's like an object and put it into one thing like <laughs> you can open the door and the, you can see or like puff balls I love puff balls and like I found this like this like, spout nozzle and like this is just like a bracelet um, there's tickets I have a whole box it's that where it says office depot it's if you go to fairgrounds or carnivals those lotto tickets you peel they have like a cherry and bell on them yeah. i have a whole box of those because i was gluing them to a canvas and like peeling some and leaving them open and people looked at me like a some freak at that fair because like why is this kid on the ground picking up tickets and putting them in a box but i was obsessed with them because i love the little cherries and like all the little illustrations on them um thank god like my level of collecting stuff is at a still a pretty small level because it's just like that brown box of like it's not it's found art it's found objects um, that can get that can get a little chaotic um, 
I was because when I had my truck, I could put everything in the back. So, like if I found like a frame or something, I'm like, ooh, I love that. I could put it in my truck. Now I don't have that truck anymore, so I think that's a good thing. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh, and Andrew Clark gave me that this bracelet says God likes me, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I was wear, I used to wear it to my NA uh, stuff before I fell out of it. Because I was like, I don't, I have no, like, I have nothing to relate to with this wristband, but I'm going to wear it. And people would always be like, why do you have that on it? Like, that's weird for you. I'm like, I don't know. It's just kind of like, it's like putting out your comfort zone and like thinking. Um, I think that's why I'm so scatterbrained because I'm always just like, um, I think I'm always, I'm like constantly in my, out of my comfort zone when it comes to uh, painting. I'm like. But it's, it's cool because it exposes me and then it, I can just go off the energy, I guess. This looks like a big piece of corn. Big old piece of corn. Um, i trying to think, like... My next stuff, I want to get even crazier, like, but use my friends all together. Because I have one friend that does crochet. I'm like, can you crochet just a big square and we can use that as a canvas? Like, we can put something on the, the knitting to make it hard. And she's like, oh my god, that'd be a really good idea. And then I could use my friend Josh. I'm like, do you have any patches you're not using? Like, shitty ones you messed up. Like, How cool would that be to have, like, a whole knit canvas and, like, just, like, patches woven into it? And then I could use my, like, lotto tickets and stuff. Like, that's why I love just things. I think that I would have a little, a little bit more, I think I could, you know, release all this confusion in that kind of a style because when you're just painting, you're like tired of putting lines down. Like, like I don't even want to make the next color. With that, you're just like, oh, whoop, stick it, and you're good. Like, find shit. I find shit all the time. I was always really bad at that. I'd get stickers and, like, sticker books, and I'd be too afraid to stick them on anything. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, once you, once once you, you do it, you're, you're just not turning back. <laughs> That's when you have to lose that fear, and then you just do it. Like, you're like, all right, it'll, it'll happen. We'll figure out what to do from there. Because um, that's how that was. Like, I couldn't, like, the Legos, it was so hard to give up that door. So I'm like, oh, this little Lego door. And the dog, too. Um, but that's it, like, because what it is, it's like a giant, it, what it, it, to me, it, it's like a pile of things that I find really cool, but it's it's a pile you can hang up. That's not the best, I think that's the best way to approach mixed media is think of it as a pile and you're presenting it. Like, it's like a, I don't know, a mound of things you like. It's just a, it is, it's just a ladder, it's like a vertical pile <laughs> of crap. Well, not really crap. But see, the door looks really cool shut, too. But you open it up, there's that bitch in that dress. Oh. And then, like, even with these little sculptures and stuff, like, I want to I wanna do something to it so good. Like, so much. Like, so badly, but it's so cool just by itself. But I'm like, well, like, I don't want to scathe it forever. Because, like, with those, um, this was, there was a technique I was doing on it that was really cool. I was putting paint on the face and letting it dry. Oh, uh, did you catch this part? That's the old medication I used to take. That's what made me crazy. Um... So she actually has a lot more depth than, than meets the eye. Um, <laughs> uh, you could take the paint and like cut it and peel it off, and you could leave these really cool marks like on her face and stuff. Like, but it was, I love it. And then you'll see, I'll put the circle and stuff on the shit, and people are like, "What's that?" I'm like, it's not culty, but it's like, 
Um, it's just me. That's like my symbol. Like, and it's uh, the cool thing about moving here. Um, when I came in, the girl was really quiet, showed me around, and we were out in the back porch. Back, it's not really a porch. It's like a collapsing massacre back there. Um, she looked at my chest. She's like, "You have a circle. I like that. What is that?" And I was just telling her, I was like, "It's just the first tattoo I got. I just kind of, it's kind of symbolized like how, what I was going through and um, my thoughts on everything." And she's like, "Oh, I have two of them." And she had two circles on her shoulders right here. And then, what was, what was, um, Lindsay lives right across from there. She was looking at, she has a triangle, but she's a totally different person than me. So it's really cool. I'm seeing all these simple, like, odd, like, like, and then, um, I've seen circles on people too, and it's just so weird how, like, uh, when I, I was uh, training at work, and me and this girl just sat next to each other, it's the first time I was at Nordstrom, got along really well with her, and. She was just like, so where are you from? I was like, oh, I'm from Fairburn, Ohio. It's kind of like Yale Springs. She's like, oh, shit. She's like, I've been living in Yale Springs for 10 years. I'm like, no way. And um, one day she saw this, and she was like, no way. And she rolled up her arm. She has a circle right here. It's so cool. Like, the, the, she like that blows my mind. Um, so the circle, I do. I put it I put it in a lot of stuff. It's in, it's, it's, uh, it shows up a lot. Um, but then, I mean, if you're making all this stuff, why not, like, represent yourself? It's kind of cool. Um. Trying to think where it is. It's hidden now, but it'll probably come back in a couple pieces. Um, that's like my minimalist inside of me, though. Like that's I, I'm simple like that, but um, right now it doesn't really even seem like that. But I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty simple person. I think. <laughs> um, I do I need to pee, so I'm gonna pee. You guys good? Like you don't need anything? Yeah. You guys are, you guys are pretty easy going, aren't you? Always.